0: You're listening to the Our Eerie podcast with Devonna Paisley, Marty Wachuku, and Lydia Laith. We're here to highlight community voices and bring new perspectives to the table. We are unpacking Eeries and America's baggage.
1: We're speaking truth to power. Take, Take a, a seat. seat. So how how are you two doing? It's been a while.
0: It has been a while. It's been a while. I'm good. I'm I'm good. I took a little nap before we started, so I feel rested. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice, nice. I was just telling John before I came home. I stopped by on uh, my way home to Edinburgh Market. Shout out to Edinburgh Market, my favorite place in Edinburgh. Um, and I got like a fancy soda, and I got the pita bread that Curtis makes, which is like delicious. So I was like scarfing that down before we started recording. <laughs> Confession. Mm-hmm.
0: I've never been there. I want to go. I need to check them out.
1: Oh, nice Our eerie needs to go on a road trip there, like
0: oh, down. <laughs> I'm down for that.
2: I've been, I've been good. I um had today off and I played some Animal Crossing, restarted my island, and then just <laughs> napped for half of the what's, day. What's your island's name, Marty? Worth Weathering, like Weathering Heights. Well, yeah. that's very,
1: very mature, very cute.
2: Yeah. They said, make it something you care about. And I was like, I'm looking around. I can't, I'm not inspired by anything. Oh, here's a place. Let's name it that. Nice. Wow. Yeah.
1: Hmm. What about you, Lit? Oh, you know,
2: just living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: staying busy. Uh, yeah. Coming off the campaign high, which I'm like so grateful to be done with. And, uh, and just like relaxing. So I'm going to have just like th- the first weekend in a long time where I don't do anything all weekend so i'm very excited for that i'll probably like i don't know do a face mask or i don't know paint yeah so that'll be good
0: right i found the beauty in sometimes just doing nothing like Mm -hmm. just literally just doing absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. and that's rest and like you know i used to feel guilty about that but it's like nah not anymore (laughs) so i'm happy that you have that time to be able to do that it's important to No, for sure. Right, fill your cup back up, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, and in a a capitalist society where our value is determined by how productive we are, I think it can be pretty radical to say, like, no, today, like, being a human is, like, Mm -hmm. value enough. So.
0: Right, right. I feel that. I feel that. I feel like we're in a very calm space. I think that's supposed to be needed right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's needed right now. So shall we begin? Shall we jump in?
1: Yeah, I want to
2: say let's take a deep breath before we do. Let's do with our audience, with ourselves. Let's take. Yes. Close your eyes and take one really big, deep, gulp of a breath. Another out, and do that as you need to. Let's let's go. Let's let's center ourselves. Let's keep our peace. Yes, a lot went great. on this week, this cycle. Let's maintain our peace.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so true. We have all. Oh, we have comments already. Yes. Uh, so we have. Uh, um, con- oh, a uh, congratulations on the best of Erie nomination for the best podcast. You can still vote right now. Uh, and that was from Jim Morton. Thank, Thank you for you. watching. Oh man. Okay. Freda is ready. Ready. Uh-huh. is ready. I love it. Yes. Ready for the conversation. Lori Dumas is down by 199 votes. Some people expect her to pull out to win. hmm. So let's, let's, yeah, let's hope. All right. Well, I am so excited. We are back for our season three, y'all. And. I'm just super grateful we needed this little you know we needed a little break to recharge ourselves and come back and I we're like literally ready like I, the, I feel in myself the fire is has been ignited and so um you know I my name is Devonna Paisley for those who are listening those who are new those who are still here with us um and I'll let my other two fellow co-hosts introduce themselves
2: I'm Marty Wachuku. I'm one of the fellow
1: co-hosts. I'm excited to be back. Yeah. And my name is Lydia Leith, and I'm also one of the co-hosts and yeah. Oh, I just, I've been saying since we have started our planning meetings again, they're like, this is my social time. This is my self-care. This is my therapy. This is like my, just like, yeah, my peaceful centering time where mm-hmm. I can just reconnect with with my values and have people that like share those values and have a place to flush those ideas out. Um, so I just, I so appreciate this space and I'm so happy that we're back in it. So Same. it wouldn't be our area if I didn't start getting teary eyed within the first <laughs> of us talking, but <laughs> I just do. I do really appreciate it.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah.
1: And I appreciate all the listeners and the people that tune in to me
0: listen. too. Me too. I'm, I'm appreciating the people who are like, yes, what are you coming back? Let's do this. Like, I love to hear that. Cause it's just like, yes, we are. We're doing the damn thing. Like I really feel that. I love making people feel good too. So <laughs> if I can do it, we can do it this way. Like it
1: makes me happy. So we've, we've talked about this as being like our election debrief. Do you all want to talk about your reactions to the election? That just wrapped up, or is kind of in the process of being wrapped up, um, right now. Oh
0: man, I would go with mine first. I, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Um, I was like mixed feelings, but I will say, <laughs> um, you know, I was I was really proud of each and every person that I knew that was um, running, that really was genuine to themselves, and really. Really, um, truly that that was really what pushed me because right now I'm kind of having a really politics is a little bittersweet for me right now. Um, but seeing people that I know that are gonna be on our show um, that are sitting with me that are co-host with me <laughs> um, it, I, I'm excited I'm excited by the fire that's still there and to see people want to continue to push even after whatever circumstance. Um, I will say like for county executive, um my friend Tyler, I felt I felt, I felt that deeply because I was like, wait a minute, I know they're going to win, right? And um, and I want to say this is the correlation, which is really which is really crazy. The correlation was when Donald Trump had won Pat and, and Hillary didn't. And I had gotten upset, even though Hillary was not even my choice for real. Um, Tyler was my choice, but Hillary was my choice. But still, it felt that, like, it felt like, oh, my God, like, the why, you know, but that, so I'm being real candid, like, that's just how I felt, but all in all, you know, you win some, and you lose some, and when you lose, you just get better, and better, and better, and you come back, you know, harder, so, um yeah, yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now, it's still bittersweet with a couple of, but, but I'm also happy, though, about those who are wanting, who I want in school board, definitely happy about, Leetra, I'm really, really geeked up about that because I think, um, we can talk, like, talk further about, you know, we'll have, when we have her on, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm really, I'm really happy to see that. Very proud, um, to see a young black, another young black woman, um, be on school board who is very, you know, very, very, um, I would say understanding of how systems are and systems work and, um, and. Wants to really implement their knowledge and what they have done in, in implementing that into their um, new position. I'm excited to see how that goes. So, um, and then with everybody else, there's so many other great, other great people that are, we're about to be talking to. So I'm excited about that. That was real long winded, but you know, no. we got
1: time. <laughs> no, for sure. It's exciting. Marty, how are you feeling? You had a, a bit more active, maybe overwhelming role at times. How are for you?
2: Sure. Um initially I was excited that we won at Erie County United the seats, the, some of the seats that we had put up or supported putting up. So Jasmine Flores for city council, Leatra and Lauren for school board. And even though Zachariah did not win, he still performed really well. Um so I was proud of the work that they did. Um the campaigning they did, the fundraising they did. Um, and I learned a lot this election cycle about the back end of, like, what goes on um, and decision-making and resources and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of our races, I was disappointed by the losses, you know? i I seeing how much work and effort, um, you know, the Titus campaign put in. I felt election day, like, if it, I, in my... I've always believed when you put in the work, (laughs) that's what matters. Mm -hmm. But I did not personally account for the rest of the political environment. And that was one of my takeaways after Tuesday night was I did not account for, you know, 2020 and the fact that Trump lost and that there was going to be a backlash at the polls this year. Um, Mm -hmm. I did not account for because I was not (laughs) keeping in the loop of the news cycle. Um, You know, how major conservative platforms have been pumping out information about CRT or critical race theory and um, mass mandates and all these things as ways to motivate their base out to the polls. Um, And I think we saw that in the numbers. Um, And not only here, but nationally. So it makes me very nervous about the midterms. Um, But at my role in PA United, I also saw Mary Jane Gillum, an older Black woman, win um, for her race on a borough council. We saw Tiara win out in Center County for her seat out on her borough council. Um, We still had diverse wins across Western PA. um, And we should celebrate those wins because they were hard fought. Um, But for the losses, it it hurts. (laughs) And it hurts to see people you love and know, put their all in it, not see the reward. But ultimately, I don't think the lesson here um, should be not to run diverse candidates who are Black or queer or trans. I think it's that we keep fighting and, um, you know, we just keep building our base. And that's what we always say, building our base. But I think um, I personally... We have to figure out a different method we have to figure out something different because i also have a tension to myself where i feel like we can't keep losing and saying the next one no things something in the in the environment just feels like we don't have time um in my mind mm-hmm. so i don't know i didn't mean to take us in a
3: dark path no, um
2: no, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no. No. I just no, believe no. we 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 are fighting but i also feel like we have to change how we fight um, right yeah that right. was i'm i'm inspired and hopeful but also mad but that mad is driving me <laughs> for right the work we have to do yeah that's good. i
1: mean that's the exact purpose of anger right is to like yeah. mobilize us and motivate us to to respond to injustices or to danger to threats upon ourselves or the community or people we care about so i mean that's that's what we do with that yeah and the stakes are high and i mean we've talked about that marty we're like we can't keep operating the way that we've always done things and expect that that's going to change the outcomes that we keep seeing um you know we can't keep bringing outside folks into our communities and saying okay here go mobilize voters go organize our field operations and expect them to know the people that they're talking to and be able to mobilize them by things that matter to them because they don't know them because they're not from around here and and not that not that we can't have outside people come in and talk to us but i think that there has to be so much more ground level stuff happening you know and and us really building from within the community and i mean we've talked about that not only in political context but like in community context and that like the white savior model of, of certain organizations or or this tendency for like the outside to come to communities and say, this is what you need, here's what you need to do. I think we could apply that same idea to politics and say, okay, we need to start looking at politics as something that we build from within the community and not something that we like put upon the community, um,
4: for sure. Right, right.
0: But. We have some comments from some peeps. Lydia, for you, you, uh, Freda says you worked so hard in the campaign and you have started something that can build over time. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, we all have. I mean, I think it's democracy only exists when we have choices (laughs) and when the choices are like actually different from one another. I think for a long time, our choices in politics have been like really similar (laughs) or the lesser of two evils or You know, like just or uncontested races where it's just one person and there's really no choice at all. Um, So I think, you know, the more we can do to to give people choices, I think people seeing themselves represented, you know, whether it's people of color or or people from the LGBTQ community or young people or women or an intersection of all those things. um, I think that that's so important that we see. You know, there are so many people that when I was talking to them at the doors, they were so excited about a social worker running because typically we see mm-hmm. only lawyers or business owners or you know, people with this like perceived level of power to see someone that's like coming from a more humble <laughs> role of like a social worker and a helper and someone that walks alongside people as opposed to like telling people what to do, mm-hmm. um, I think is powerful. And I think that that brings a different leadership style. So I, I really hope we get to a place where we see that more often and where we see that become more of the norm, you know, people that work alongside folks trying to lead, not the people that have had authority over folks.
0: Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. Tyler says you uh, your campaign was amazing, and they are so friggin' proud of you. <laughs> oh, Tyler,
1: shut it. Yeah,
0: I I love you too. We're besties. Marty, you got another. You got a, You got a Marty. That was all facts. That's what my beloved said. Angel.
2: Oh. Uh huh. <laughs> I went out canvassing. Get out the vote weekend with Lydia and got to witness something awesome. We pulled over out in um, Union City and took some fun pictures. Let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind, Lydia. Like about your campaign and like your campaign inspired people. Like you did it different. Like your social media presence is A grade Can you talk a little bit if you feel comfortable? Oh, thank you. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think it's
1: it's interesting. <clears throat> There's so many layers to campaigning that we could probably unpack separately, like in an entirely separate conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, because not only when you're running a campaign, like for local stuff, you have to raise so much money if you want to pay staff to be a part of it. And so if you don't have that, then you're running a lot of the, the everything like you're running not only the candidate and the the interactions and meetings with like local leaders, but you're also navigating mm-hmm. the field organizing, like organizing and knocking on doors and talking to voters. You're also organizing the social media. You're also organizing like financial pieces of it or like fundraising and calling donors. And, and so there's just so many layers that, that go into that. And then managing like a, a day job. A lot of people pause their their day job and they just can like put all their time into to campaigning. Um, so, so doing my day job at the same time was another layer. Um, having a family, having a spouse, having a house to like keep in some semblance of order. Um, I also am learning that I need to say more, no, often be more often. I need to say no more often because I like started to foster cats like halfway through the campaign too. And I was like, this is like way too much. And then I got emotionally attached to the cats, So now I have two more cats at my house and my sister-in-law has a cat. Anyway, that's a side note, but, uh, it's, (laughs) <laughs> there's, just, there's so many layers to what has to go on behind the scenes and it's so much more and um, and finding, again, just like traditional mentalities around campaigning and that like it has to be your entire life to me like really felt unhealthy because <laughs> I was like at the end of this, like I can't I can't give my entire life to this because if I do, like I'll lose all these other things that are like actual tangible things that I'm doing and, and actual tangible work that I'm doing. Um, but I mean, that's just me personally, I guess. And and the, the theoretical or the abstract promises of a campaign are really exciting. But at, and at the end of the day, like they're theoretical. And I think that's what's always bothered me about campaigning is that while we're talking about these theoretical things that we could do if we were in these positions, like there's still things that need to get done in the here and now. And so trying to find the balance of that was really important. Um, I think... Uh, we should maybe give a little brief rundown of yeah. what our uh, agenda is though, before I kind of go off on a tangent. Um, so so we're gonna be talking to some of the folks uh, that just recently ran in this 2021 election. Some of the people that, that won their race, some people did not win their race. Um, and so we'll talk to each of them about kind of what they've learned, um, get some insight into maybe things that um, that they experienced or, or maybe things left unsaid that they want to to bring light to. Um, and so, you know, we'll be talking to to Daria Devlin, Leitra Tate, uh, Zachariah Sharif. Uh, this is really testing because all I have is the first names in front of me. Lauren Gillespie, right? Liz Allen, Gillespie. Jasmine Flores, Tyler Titus. Okay, oh, quiz. You did a good job. So yeah. So we'll be talking to all of those amazing folks. Super excited to bring them on in just a few minutes. Um, but uh, I think there's a few other exciting things we wanted to share with you all while we've got you as a captive audience um, <laughs> about things that we've been working on. So we've been away for a little bit, uh, but we're starting to plan a Patreon account, which uh, will be an exciting new way to engage with our content. So stay tuned for that. Let us know if you're interested. Um, Patreon is just a way to to get access to some exclusive content, some extra you know content or interaction with us, help inform the, the content that we create, maybe have a say in the topics that we discuss um, and then help support our work because we need your help um, to to make sure that we can create keep creating this content and keep sharing it with with the community.
2: Um, so. So our first guest is gonna be elected, newly elected mm-hmm. school board director, Daria Devlin. This is
0: exciting. I'm glad that
2: we're doing this live. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. And if you have questions or comments if we have time please throw them in the chat and we'll yeah. ask them
0: yeah. Paige said yes take my money oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my sister said welcome back ladies yes it's so hard okay see we have some people who will take your cats Luya
1: oh well now I'm emotionally <laughs> attached so you can't take me, but
5: <laughs> it's
1: all good hello hi, Daria.
5: hi. how are you guys
1: good. Well how are you good
5: Oh, I'm so sad. Look at my sad, boring background. Hear- oh.
0: <laughs> we need to get you some art on those walls. Ah, here, some of mine. Got a desk. I'm
5: excited for the desk, but I need some stuff. So yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, listen. Uh,
0: you know a few artists around here.
5: I'm gonna say I'm talking to the right ladies. I
0: think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Really, really excited. Um, I I say that normally we like people to just introduce themselves you know you just you tell us what you you want the world to know about yourself okay
5: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty broad but all right I can do it. um so yeah and and honestly I, I'd love to um meet you guys a little bit more as well I, I don't know that I know all of you well as much I don't know any of you as much as I should so um I'm Daria Devlin um Got a lot of hats that I'm wearing right now. So uh, my day job is I'm the executive director of the Erie Center for Arts and Technology. Um, I'm the mom of three teenage boys, uh, 19, 17, and 15. So that's the full-time job. Um, I've lived in Erie my whole life, grew up on the Lower East Side on Front Street near German. Um, went to Piper Burley down there, graduated from Central High in 95. I went away to college, uh, Colgate University. I have a degree in Russian studies, not using it, but hey, okay. what are you going to do? Um have a, a master's in educational leadership from Edinburgh. And for the first 10 years of my career after college, I uh, stayed home with my kids. I was a mom, stayed home with them, was blessed to do that, um, but couldn't do it forever. So um started working in the grant sector, nonprofits, Um I was raised by a Russian Orthodox priest. My father is a a minister, so giving back is important to all of us. So as soon as I was ready to go back to work, got involved in the nonprofit community, wrote grants, did some consulting work, um, worked for the school district for a while, did grant work there, started the school district um, foundation for Aries Public Schools, because I believe that public education is the most important thing. And uh, most recently uh, was elected to the school board, uh, school board director on Tuesday.
1: So I'm thrilled to be here with you guys and happy to happy to have a chat with all that. That's so cool, because all four of us then are grads of Edinburgh University. So that's one thing that we we all have in common. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's so cool. So what inspired you to run for local office? I mean, like, because that for some people is like a big decision to make.
5: Yeah. And can we just say how much respect I have now for people that run? I mean, putting yourself out there. I mean, Lydia, I know that you know that. And Ron, I know you know that. I mean, putting yourself out there um, is tough and it was a hard decision, but I, I mentioned I've always wanted to serve. And I think that it's really important that we don't just sit back and complain about the world as we see it, but we try to do something about it. And as as much as I know it's a lot of work and it's very intimidating, um, for me, I felt like it was my time to step forward and, and, and try to serve. And there was no better place than, than our public schools, as I mentioned. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it as a parent. I've seen it as a student. I've seen it as an employee. And I believe we need really good people who really care about kids in our city in those seats. So it was a no brainer. It was just time for me to step forward.
0: Wow. I appreciate that.
5: I appreciate that.
2: What would you say was the greatest takeaway from your campaign? Like what did you learn the most about, you know, running? Was this your first time running for office? Okay. Yeah. My first time. And Marty, I don't know you. So hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, Nice to meet you as well.
5: So I think the biggest takeaway,
2: well, I had a few.
5: First, I was so impressed by the other candidates. Um, You know, I think a lot of times we criticize, you know, it's easy to criticize candidates for public office, point out all the things that we don't like about them or whatever. But man, oh man, this group was really impressive. Um, I was like grateful to be in their presence and the conversations we had, um, The ones, I'll be honest with you, I mean, even the ones that that didn't move forward, I want to stay in touch with because just it was great stuff, great conversation. So the takeaway for me was there are some very intelligent, passionate people out there. Um, We need to encourage more of them to step forward Um, because even if it's not perfect, even if they don't know exactly, you know, everything that they need to know, we need their passion and their intelligence and so that was a huge takeaway for me um and also just man it's hard i mean running is hard and i wasn't even running for a full-time office uh and it was very time consuming and i just give so much credit the people it. i felt that heavy what was what
0: was you know what was the sense of where you needed like okay let me do some self-care like what was your favorite thing your favorite piece of like self-care that you did or you know that got you through
5: so I like to travel a lot, and I think travel is important because I just think sometimes you need to get out of your space and get inspired and see something new. So I kept doing that. You know, COVID made it a little hard, but um, my oldest son is at Penn State this year. He's a freshman, so I went down there. You know, so I took some weekends when I probably should have been campaigning a little more, but had to give myself some space to do that um, my parents took a trip to Florida and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go down and spend a weekend with come down there. So travel for me is important. I think we need to like open our eyes and it, it resets us. And so that for me was a big self-care. And when I was away, like, yeah, I checked my email, but like I read a book, which is a great, like a novel, you know? And, uh, so that, that was it for me. Yes. Well, what are you reading? Let us know. What, what are you uh, so, I just read um, Crossroads by. Okay. I think Tom Francis. Yeah. Um, he wrote the corrections. He's had like a bunch of books and it was amazing. And it was, it spoke to me because it was about um, a marriage. So, my husband and I have been married almost 25 years. And so, it was about a marriage at Crossroads and family life and faith. And yeah, highly recommended it. Uh, it was great. So, yeah, yes. love to read. <laughs> me too. We t-
1: That's awesome. I was just thinking, too, um, yeah, as someone that was just recently a fellow campaign trail blazer or whatever, you know, on the campaign trail, uh, I find that there are times when you're campaigning, you get asked questions that maybe you don't get a chance to fully answer or that sometimes residents don't always give you the space to answer things um, in a complex way that you might want to. Are there any issues or topics or or things that maybe got left unsaid that you wish you had had more time and now you have the space to really give a more complex answer or voice to? Gosh, that's a great question. And P.S., you are a trailblazer. you weren't just out on the campaign trail, you're a trailblazer. So for
5: sure. Um, So I think the one thing I wish I talked about more, I don't feel like anybody asked me why I think public schools are so important. Like they asked me why I was qualified. They asked me why I was running. Um, But, you know, the whole idea of, like, public schools keeping our democracy in check, you know, educating our youngest students so that they can be active in our democracy, Um, I don't feel like anybody really asks those questions, the whole idea about, like, school funding and our tax base and how important it is to make sure that you know everybody pays into the system because it benefits everybody like i could talk about that all day long um and how you know to be honest with you um and i appreciate this audience how redlining has really impacted our schools i think People just have this idea in their heads that, like, people choose to live in other places, and so, you know, they go to the schools they want. No, that's totally not right. I mean, entire generations of people had to live in certain places, and so, you know, that, we still feel that today, and that's why a lot of our schools and neighborhoods, you know, have been disadvantaged. I just think there's a really rich conversation there that I never got to have, and I want to keep having it, Um, and we can't ever lose sight of those issues at the heart. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, I I I think one of the things that really um stood out to me about you know about about you was the fact that you in my you know in my seeing you was you practice what you pre what you preached, and um seeing when I was just in the building at ECAT and I was getting you know the tour from Jude, and um you know he was explaining you know what you know what the vision was and you know the and and the way that you know there's a school there's East right next to ECAT building where it's like, you're able to kind of just do programming together and really just be in the heart of an area that is needed, you know? And so, and seeing the arts and seeing all the classes. So I, that really was like, okay, that's a, that's, that's, this is brilliant. Um, and, you know, I, I, and that's very creative, you know? And so I think just to see the creativity going from, you know, from you going in, and I know that there is, there was a whole team. So I, I know that you worked with, many people you know and so you know um and you've collaborated with many people um and so not to take that away from everybody who is a part of of the journey with you um but to see that those people who are part of the journey with you too we're able to support you in the way that you'll have that with school board, and so I'm I'm interested to see, um, you know, what are maybe what maybe are some top priorities or some things that you really would like to maybe implement into uh, the school system, right? And 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 into the onto the team when you when you um, sit and have a seat, right? And so one of the things that I'm really interested in is what um, what is one like top priority or or one policy or something that you would really that you were just on fire for that you would really want to bring to the table. Um, you know, so. Yeah. So,
5: you know, um this podcast is our eerie and it really fits because for me, you know, these are our kids. And, and I, I got to say that again, like these are our kids in these schools, not like somebody else's kids, not like those kids, which we hear a lot those kids, right? These are our kids. um Yes, I have physical, biological children in the school, but even if I didn't, it still are students' kids. And they deserve every single thing that their peers in the county um, and let's be honest. You know, I've I've driven with my kids over 38th Street, and we like go past you know some of our suburban schools, and boom, pretty quick, we're in the middle of the city, and all of a sudden it's like, man. Why don't we have these kinds of athletic fields? Why don't we have a performing arts center? Why don't we, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Our kids don't deserve any less. And and we've got to keep that in mind all the time. And I'll be honest with you, athletics are important to me. I I do not think we have done right by our kids in this district. Their facilities are not right. The way we have treated them and kind of pulled them out for scholarships and looks is not right. And we have to do better. And there are people in in this district who know that and they want it. And so it sounds silly. Like I know athletics are not for everybody. But it's a big deal to a lot of kids and we got to do better in that area. But all the resources across the board. A um, funny story, you know, Devana, you mentioned being here at, at EPAD, Erie Center for Arts and Technology We Renovated Lane School. We have kids come into the building for our classes and they're like, can I go to school here? The air smells good here. It's so fresh in here. Like we have a water feature in our lobby and they're like, I mean, it just kids get excited by environments that inspire them. And I think we overlook that completely. And, you know, one of my um, other, one of the candidates on the campaign trail, Aaron Lundberg. you know, Aaron didn't make it through, but I want to speak for Aaron and say, you know, he was all about buildings and, and cleanliness and let's just do better in that area. So, Yeah. I mean, little stuff like that. It doesn't sound sexy, but it really makes a difference.
2: And that's a big one for me. So as someone who has run for office and is now newly elected, you have, you know, that's a big commitment. It's like the political equivalent of putting a ring on it. You know, you love this community. You're committed to this community. So that being said, what makes Erie yours? Well,
5: Erie, I made a choice to be here. Um, you know, I went away to college, went to Colgate University in upstate New York, uh, met my husband there. He's not from here, he was from Connecticut, out of right outside of New York City. Um, we got married right out of college. And I'm like, well, I'm a married. And we can spend a little time somewhere else. He went to law school down in Pittsburgh and I worked down there, but it was always the plan make that decision to come home. And I'll be honest, I had other offers. I had an offer to work at the state department. My husband had offers to work at big firms in Pittsburgh, but it, it was coming on the Erie, but it was coming into the city, buying our house in the city, staying in the city, paying our taxes in the city, sending our kids to the schools. I appreciate a lot of saying, you know, I do think that I walk the talk because, yes, it is about making the choice. So it's my Erie because I've made the choice to be here. It's the place I love. It's got a lot of potential, a lot of great people. And, you know, just want to be here to help make it better. Like you guys, like everybody that's doing work.
2: Oh, Yes. Right. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you one more question but if we have time there could be another question but um where can people find you like now that you I mean you were a candidate but now you're about to be someone that you know speaking for the people so where can people find you on the interwebs
5: on the interwebs um so you know I have a Facebook page I'm like an old lady because I'm on Facebook and I get it my kids are like mom nobody's on Facebook I get it I know Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, I'm 44 and yeah, I'm on Facebook and I am going to probably create a public page because like, that's what people are. And I, I do, that's my space. Um, I do have a website, although it was for my campaigns. I don't know that I'm going to keep it up. Um, so I think right now on social media, yeah, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm happy to interact with people. But, you know, face-to-face is important. And, I mean, in this world, like, this is awesome. Like, right? We're talking. It's kind of like we're all together. So I'm happy to do a lot of this. But, you know, talking to people face-to-face, like, that's really who I am. I think I'm best in that space. I think people open up. So, I mean, physically, you can find me over at Wayne. I'm here every single day and happy to chat about a lot of stuff. And hope to get more out of the arts community. It's a, it's a real... um priority in mind over these next months. So, you know, just be out and about. Go ahead, Lydia. I feel like you want to say something.
1: No, I was just going to say thank you so much. Um, I'll admit that, like, I didn't follow the Erie City School Board races as closely um, this this time around. Uh, and so but hearing you speak, I mean, it, it's just clear why you were successful in this campaign, because it's clear that you are committed to this community and and to, to these kids. So as someone that works with a lot of kiddos in the school district through my day job at um, working with refugees and immigrants, that is like so important to me to have good people at the helm. Uh, So thank you. And thank you for giving us the time to talk to us. I know you are so busy and you've been so busy. I mean, you know, so this is, time is like one of the very precious things we have. And so I appreciate that you shared it with us. Thank you. I appreciate all of you for all that you do and those of you that have run and will run
5: and everything else, but, yeah, so I'm off to see the Eternals film with my son. uh at, at Cinemark tonight, so have fun. Thanks. He was like, "You'll be here, right?" I'm like, "Yep, I, I'll be there." So. Yes. so, no. Thank, thank you guys for having me, for asking me. Just yes. want to meet more people, hear what's important about, you know, everybody, and, and that's the role of elected officials, so I can't believe I'm saying that I'm one of them, but I am. So.
2: Better say it. Okay. Thank
5: you. Yes. And congratulations
2: you on your win, and yes. please stop back in the future if there's, like, a policy you want to talk through or an event that yes. you're promoting or just wanting to make the public aware of what's going on at the school board. Yes, we'll do that. Thank you, ladies. Keep up
1: the great please. work. Yeah, thank you. Have a good rest of your night.
5: Thanks. Thanks. You too. Bye.
0: That was oh, great. All
1: right. Yeah. And now we have yeah. Leotra.
2: T- boop, boop. Yes.
1: Our eerie original.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes. Leotra. So, most of our guests tonight are going to be first time guests, but Leotra is a returning guest as one of our book club attendees when we read um, Black Indians. Mm-hmm. And here she is.
0: Hey,
2: <laughs> hey everyone. So excited Hi. to be here again so excited to have you here
3: congratulations thank you so much and congrats to you on such a bomb campaign like oh, just okay. mm, good so good no we're so
1: right excited. we're so excited to have you kicking ass and taking names and
4: <laughs> you know it's good. doing what you do <laughs> The
0: visual of the guy that like is doing this with the sprinkle of the meme, when he's like sprinkle it that just kind of like, that's what every time Lydia would post uh, or you know the campaign would post, I'm just like,
5: look, that's the meme that they need to just, she needs to use. Like, <laughs> just like sprinkle.
3: Marty shouted out the social media campaign and that was like, truly, that was so, it was so good. And I think that was like one of the first things I said to you when I saw you, Lydia, like your social media game was incredible. <laughs>
1: Yeah. If only it actually like returned on investments, but it's fine. I did. I honestly like it. That was probably the part I did for myself more than anything was like just enjoying that. And then also like making snarky videos about other things that are going on in our community that like need to be addressed. But yeah. Well, so how are you doing? Uh Oh, okay. First you should probably introduce yourself a little bit to the audience for anyone that isn't obsessed with you like we are. Um, can you give a little bit on your background and why you decided to run for school board?
3: Sure, um, so my name is Leah Tate. Uh, I was born and raised here in Erie, um, went through Erie public schools for most of my education, had a couple of years where we explored Catholic school here in Erie, but quickly realized that was not the best fit for our family. Um, so we went back to public schools and, you know, it was all of my siblings and myself had a lot of success there. Um, so, went to Edinburgh for developmental psychology, which is where I um, studied, and then I moved to Pittsburgh for about seven years. I studied um, clinical community psychology as well as community engagement, community engagement at the doctoral level. Um, so, during that time, I had the great privilege of working in a bunch of different areas. Um, I did. I worked in research. I worked in nonprofit. I worked. Um, as an adjunct faculty member. And then I had my last uh, position in Pittsburgh was a full-time faculty member. Um, So that was right at the beginning of COVID. And so I was on a one-year teaching contract, had no idea what was next, just decided, you know, I had been looking and been motivated my entire like life while I was um, down in Pittsburgh to, to come back um, to Erie, to get back to Erie. Anyone you um, ask who was around me at that time, who was in class with me at that time, um, who studied with me at that time will tell you like my, that was my motivation, like youth development, coming back to Erie, doing something for the youth. Um, but I had no idea what that would look like. Um, as you all are probably very familiar with, the job market also wasn't kind to me here in Erie. Um, So I didn't know that there would be an opportunity for me to come back um, and, you know, have a a way to sustain myself as a young adult. And um, so COVID happened and it was like, go home, be with your people um, and and get that, you know, good family comfort. So I did that. And then so many things started to align from there. Um, I got connected to Marty right away. I was like, hey, I know you're doing community stuff. She got me connected to Erie County United they just happened to be, um, you know, running this uh, program where they were trying to get folks from the community to run for local elected office. And I had been tossing around the idea of school board, just as sort of that um, (coughs) convergence of all the things that I was interested in. And the opportunity was kind of presented to me on a silver platter to have that support that many candidates don't have just naturally, Um, you know, to have somebody who can talk to you about you know, what it means, like all of the components of building a campaign, all of the components of what you need to think through, all the ways that you, you know, can start to think about how do you talk about the issues to people and how do you center people in those issues, as opposed to like that sort of top-down perspective that I think we all hear and react so negatively to in general. Um, So then that worked out at, you know, I had an opportunity to Um, apply for a brand new community college and be hired as one of five. It was four at the time. So we spent um, about a month and a half um, as a team of four full-time faculty members at the community college building this thing, building the curriculum, um, building all of the the components um, for our gen education. And then uh, we had a fifth person join us at the start of the, the fall semester. So like all of these incredibly beautiful um, convergences and synchronicities started happening. And I was like, this is, this is where I need to be. Um, And at that point we were fully in campaign mode and, you know, things just started getting funky and fun. So I'm, I'm privileged to be here. Privileged to be here. Yes.
2: Two in a row, Edinburgh grads, another Edinburgh grad is with us. I know. (laughs) 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 Me and Leater know each other. Listen. <clears throat> Shout out to Edinburgh for churning
1: out such high quality, like uh, local leaders. And right. Bomb ass women. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Exactly. and it's across the the country that people like even down in Pittsburgh, uh, we have a a high number of students at Edinburgh who went to Edinburgh who are from Pittsburgh. But like people are doing dope work across the country who went to Edinburgh. So Edinburgh. Yeah, Edinburgh's got some some really really cool alum doing good things in this world yeah
0: I feel like they need to tap into that a little bit more a little bit deeper maybe tap into like the connecting with us a little bit more because like I feel like that would make you know
4: the the,
0: yeah well yeah they need to tap into their alumni a little bit more um but yeah that's interesting received Hmm. received received right (laughs) I love that this is very serendipitous to see you in the space of now being an elected school board official, because uh, our own person my own personal story, just meeting you and um and really being able to have the opportunity to meet you at um, where do we meet? I care oh, oh, oh. we met at a um, oh my gosh, what is it was the it was a protest, not a protest it was a, wa- a march Juneteenth March, yes. Yes. And, you know, I remember having a conversation like you were like, I don't know, I'm just moving back. Your dad had, you know, introduced us and and just to see, you know, um, your dad be so proud. Like first, that really is what stood out to me, like just your dad, how proud he was of you. And he was like, you got to know my kids. you got to know Ken. you got to know uh, Leitra. And I was like, oh, OK. And then, you know, we were able to connect and just hearing you, you know, talk a little bit about just where you're coming from and just you know, what your journey was and how you were like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I moved back to Erie and I was just like, girl, like, you'll figure it out. And then we came back around and I was going to run and then you running, and it. Like I dropped down. I was like, you know what? No, it's not my mode. This is not my mode, but I support everybody who is getting ready to run. And then seeing you just like take that and just run. Like I, I, I was really proud and I am proud to see you, um, you know, really be staying genuine to yourself. And I, we, I've texted you, text you that, but like how authentic you are and how genuine you are. Um, that's, I think that that's what we really need. We really need, we need people who have that heart. Um, and just talking to Daria and then now talking to you, it's like, wow, school board is going to have really great hearts on that, on that, um, as a team, as a collaborative team, like, and I really, I'm proud to see that um so i want to know you know what 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 is one thing I'm sure everybody wants to know what is one thing you know that you really want to implement um you know and, and a policy that you really want to like you're really on fire for that you really want to bring to you know to the table
3: Oh well, thank you for that um I I appreciate you shouting at my dad because he truly has been like the number one champion mm-hmm. throughout this campaign. Um, he was out knocking doors. He's um, he was out making um, phone calls on the phone banks, like whatever was needed. Leroy Tate was ready to do it and um he really you know so I think he and my conversation with you and getting connected with Marty and Lydia meeting you along this journey through the book like people were sort of coming into my life at very important and pivotal times where all of it was just like pushing me towards you know finalizing and confirming this decision to do it and to do it now right because I think um we, we often have people, uh, well, I think as people, we often have these ideas of, oh, I wanna do this. It, it seems so far out of reach. You don't know how to, how to tackle it. You don't know, you know, you don't have the, the guidance or support maybe to get there. Um, but then you, you meet these people who sort of push you a little bit closer, push you a little bit co- closer, build that confidence um, and give you the support that you need. I attended a um, talk at Jefferson Education Society yesterday uh, where Dr. Um, Camille Lucet said, Um, you know, we all um, are here because of the people who helped us get here. Um, Mm -hmm. So that really is it. Like we all are in these positions because people have guided us and shifted us and put us on the path to where we are. So I don't take that for granted um, by any means. And to that effect, that's, you know, a big part of why I decided to run because Erie, um, just all of the people that I've come across in Erie have, have put me on this path to where I'm at now. So I couldn't not come back and get involved. And sure there was some hesitancy of like what that looks like and how to get started. And it was this really big like mountain to tackle. But all, all the people I met along that way helped me make that mountain manageable. Um, so that was, you know, thank you for that. Um, but when it comes to what I'm interested in is, you know. I'd, I'd love to see poly, policy that focuses on that intersectional perspective, right? We've talked about the importance of that. I know you all have talked about the importance of intersectionality, um, the importance of intersectionality in policy decisions. Um, but I think now is the time to make that implementable. Um, yes. And so one of the things that um, has become realized to me, and is something that has become um, realized to me as a significant barrier, no matter how many, how beautiful, how wonderful, how many um, supports we offer at our district. If our students are being kicked out of school because of summary citations, Um, They are getting roadblocks in their education that are insurmountable. We come um, from a city where we have a high rate of people who are living in poverty. And so when we create these summary citations and have no policy around their distribution and their implementation, then we're creating roadblocks for children. So they're not able to even um, navigate our uh, the education that they deserve here in our schools. So um, creating policy that drastically reduces the number of summary citations um, is the, the number one policy move that I um, am going to be pushing for. If you're not familiar with summary citations, summary citations are citations that um, tend to have legal implications. Um, so you can have students who are leaving our schools with criminal records um and they can that's how we when we talk about that school to prison pipeline it's Mm -hmm. exactly that and it's happening in our schools and it's unacceptable when we think about all of the other social um social challenges that are that the school the students in our schools are navigating and dealing with so that is right away number one easily the thing that i'm trying to um, focus on from from a policy level wow Thank you.
1: I love that. I love that so much. We need to circle back to this sometime you and me, right? Like, uh, (laughs) yeah, with a different group that, uh, Marty and I, uh, are a part of participatory defense. Uh, we do a lot of organizing around criminal legal system reform. So I, I want to go back to that. Yeah. Um, but I guess to, to kind of round out our, our time with you, uh, we always ask our question and I think we've asked you this before, but we'll ask you again now that you're an elected official, which maybe that's what makes Erie yours. Cause the people said it was, okay. uh, but, but what makes Erie yours?
3: Ooh, um, so Erie, what makes Erie mine is, uh, you know, I think less of a choice of me choosing to be, you know, uh, to be connected to Erie, but really uh, Erie has really, I think, sort of infiltrated me in in a way that is like i see the beauty of it having left um and had an opportunity to come back um while i was here i you know and i think a lot of people are in this position we're we're so um negatively impacted in a lot of ways by so many sort of um, systems and challenges that we're facing and navigating on a daily basis here in Erie, that it's hard to see some of the beautiful components and beautiful aspects of it. But for me, I had that opportunity when I left, I had a chance to to go and pursue something that I was really excited about, that I couldn't get here. And then I said, you know what, like, I have always wanted to do this thing. And I just couldn't, I couldn't Feel fulfilled in life if I didn't come back and do something for youth development. And so, coming back and, and having an opportunity to do this, um, that's what makes Erie mine is that. Um, you know, not that the people have told me it's fine, but that the people believe me, right? Because that was a huge element that I was struggling with um, as well. You know, having just moved back several months before deciding to run, well, like about a year before deciding to run, but several months before, like, in making that decision and having it, like, really become uh, realized. And then, uh, you know, people just showing that they're, they're supportive of what I'm talking about. They believe in my ability to do this. Um, So I think what makes Eerie mine is the people, um, as well as how deeply it's sort of ingrained in who I am.
0: Yes, Uh, thank you for sharing that. Oh, there's comments. So you have a comment from Tyler. It's for you. It's there is currently uh, from Dr. Tyler. There is currently a uh, Dr. Tate. There is currently a committee working on that very policy that you speak of. Um, I added that. (laughs) I'm so glad to know this is going to excel with your leadership.
3: Thank you, Tyler. Tyler has been a person who was very, very involved. Well, very, very supportive from the very beginning. As soon as I had the idea, um, the Erie Dems had like a, a, so you wanna be a candidate type of thing. And I jumped in and Tyler right away was like, let's have a call, let's have a meeting. And So uh, we got connected right away. Um, So from the very beginning, um, Dr. Titus has been pivotal in um, that decision-making and their support. Uh, was was amazing and incredible. Um, so again, someone whose campaign um, I was thrilled to be able to support and just amazed by. Um, so thank you, Dr. Titus, for everything that you've represented here in Erie.
0: Yes. Uh, and you also, some uh, Michaela Dalia Ode also said um, that you worked hard to be here. You worked hard. Yes, you did.
3: I appreciate that.
0: The best campaigns, they were talking about that for you, Lydia, and for you, uh, Leitra.
3: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Leitra, where can people find you?
0: Yes.
3: (laughs) So I'm on Facebook. Um, This was my campaign page, um, but I think I'm just gonna continue to use it. Um, Dr. Leitra Tate for Erie School Board um, is where you can find me on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. Um, I haven't really used this, but it somehow turned into my uh, campaign Instagram page, uh, but it's called Purpose Fueled, Purpose Period Fueled, um, so you can find me there on Instagram. I'm going to start using it now because I really didn't use it for the campaign, um, but also um, I know Daria mentioned this um, during hers, but we'll, we have um, email addresses as uh, school board officials, so please, you know, go to the school board um page and, and find my email once I'm on there and and send me an email I'd love to connect with you in person I'd love to connect with you on zoom whatever is easiest for you um, you know I really want this to feel like a personal um, personal connection with um, my position so please reach yes. out community however you can whatever is easiest for you and thank you all so much for your time this is so exciting thank I'm you welcome yeah, back you. I know uh-huh. <laughs> thank you right round of applause
1: we oh, are <laughs> so stoked we're we're all aboard the dr tate train yes i ready to go with you wherever you lead us so and yeah. i all on the
3: hour eerie podcast so i'm ready to be a patreon i'm ready yes, a patreon. Love it <laughs> insert the crazy. dollars flying emojis yes <laughs> right i saw that yes <laughs> oh this is
0: great all right well we thank you so much and we will see you soon
3: excellent thank you all so much have a great night yeah you too
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome she's so fun um okay so next marty do you want to introduce our next person
2: yes um sharif is one of the erie can't wait school board slate members um he is brilliant and i i'm just excited for y'all to meet him and hear
1: from him and get to know him better
6: yes hello hello how are hey. you doing well how are you good 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 how's everybody doing
1: good 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 thank you for joining us
6: tonight we're really excited to have you on here uh, thank you thank you i appreciate it yes. sorry it's kind of i had to hide myself upstairs because we have all some in-laws downstairs a lot of kids I, <laughs> I have to bear myself.
1: I <laughs> have some of the cutest kids though. So that's, yes. that's okay. Having watched the campaign page and then when you brought them to my office that one day for the reading event. So I can understand though, with so many young kids having to have enough. Oh my goodness. So we're just starting off. Will you uh, just introduce yourself? Kind of tell us a little bit about your background and why you decided to run for school
6: board? Okay uh as you guys know my name is Zachary Sharif originally i was born in somalia uh my family came here in 96 uh, as a refugee uh in the summertime with, speaking no english uh went to went went to pu- public schools Through all all my uh siblings went to uh seven of us went to public schools. so we had good experiences uh throughout and then i uh, went went on after high school graduated the, the East High School now, which is the middle high school, but uh, went on to uh, Penn State. Um, went to main campus my first year, but came back home. Uh, graduated from Penn State, bearing with a uh, degree, bachelor's in business, uh, minor in marketing. But I, majority of my work was in hospitality. I was a uh, my last four years. I was a GM, but when when the guy I used to work for uh, basically retired, I transitioned myself. Like, you know, I had to, like, self-evaluate myself, what I really wanted to do. Uh, there then came a position at the health department, which I applied for uh, two years, almost two years now that I've been at the uh, County Health Department as a public health educator. And this position has been the most rewarding of all. You know, I met so many people while, while working there. And it gave me, uh, especially with COVID, because I worked a lot, with covid uh, with the community community centers engaging the community you know i saw and just a lot of networking and so it was a great great for me and why did i decide to run for a school board i, I was i'm always engaged in our community our youth uh, because what i've seen after i graduated just visiting back some of the high schools that i the high school that i graduated it was totally different just like i graduated in 2006 and i was always come back and visit some of my teachers but mainly when I graduated 2010, it was a whole different building. It was like cameras everywhere. Like, you know, it's like it it looked like more of like a maximum max maximum security to me. And, you know, and just seeing like from when I graduated to drop uh the graduation rate dropping and and I was just seeing just in our community, there's not a lot of mentorship for the youth. And just now me being as a parent and and my my wife and I, Sarah are highly invested in our kids education. So not just about my kids, but like, you know, I think I, I told myself, and of course, Mr. Horn reached out to me, a couple other people reached out to me, they wanted me to run for other offices. But to me, the most rewarding to me is engaging in our youth, because I truly believe like education is what's really gonna change people's life. And that's something our, my parents always instill in, you can do anything you want, as long as you get a good education, it's gonna knock down doors for you, and which it absolutely has for me. And uh, with Mr. Horton, uh, you know, he approached me and I, you know, and of course I had to get the permission of my wife because, you know, as I've learned a lot. It takes a lot. Even the school board it takes a lot of time and, you know, a lot of dedication. Uh, so I really appreciate my wife being very supportive. So uh, from there, Mr. Horton connected me to Erie County United with Marty and they were so wonderful teaching me the process. So I really Really thank the Erie County United, Mr. Horan and everybody who, my sleigh mates, you know, from city council to school board, we really had a good team, you know. So, I, you know, you know, bring it back together, even though I didn't make it through the school board, but I feel like the children won, the youth won and, you know, brought the best out of everybody. Yes. hearing absolutely thank you and congrats lydia on your on yours too so you know try to follow you as much too so congrats
1: yeah thank you yeah you and i both were working hard and i'm sure like myself you're not gonna stop here and that there's probably a hundred other things that you're working on is there anything uh that you're like really excited to now hit the ground running um that like you have on on the this I don't I don't know why I want to say like on the skillet for tomorrow that's not the <laughs> phrase but like on your agenda moving forward like what are you excited
6: about absolutely uh you know you know you know first and foremost I congratulate every candidate who won you know they they did deserve you know you know they won. the people chose them uh one of the things that I'm really excited to continue to engage is uh at the Islamic association uh 24th in holland you know we we did establish a computer room, a lab way to just to have, uh, help kids with their homework, uh, try to connect. And I really have a good relationship with one of my professor. Her name is Dr. Nose. She's a, she's associate, uh, senior professor at Penn state Barron. And she just, we just spoke last night. We took the kids to check and she called me when we were talking about how we want to connect and, uh, and just work with what they do. Uh, they, she has a lot of, uh, Undergrad students, where you know, my goal is to not just have a program for the kids to come and do their homework, but I want to, I want to connect them to a mentor. Like you know, if the kids interested in engineering or MIS, computer or whatever, I w- And she, and she's very passionate about it. And so, uh, hopefully, within uh, the next couple of weeks and month, we want st- to get that off the ground because I, we did pause for a little bit because we're focused on our, our school board campaign, and I took a lot of time. But definitely, I'm engaged. Uh, so so you'll you'll see more things coming on uh, the established after school program at our site, uh, and, and still engage the school district because we're gonna work closely with them. I already have over 25 to 30 kids already reg- registered and, and it's about making that connection, you know, whatever it's Penn State, Gannon. We have a lot of great universities and of course the community college, Dr. Lee think will be a great asset, you know. Uh, it's just I wanna just make sure like kids have an opportunity. Because you know, you don't, you don't. They don't have to uh, pursue a four year college. We have so many opportunities if they want to go to two year school and then go get in the workforce and then continue their education. I just want to give opportunities to younger youth, and I think, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of them uh, lack uh, mentorship, like uh, in a, especially in our community. So, and we have a lot of smart kids. So we, I think, they just need to be re- refocused. And uh, and I'm really in this for the long haul, not just on a campaign, but Right after the campaign, i I was on a call, to try to get our things going here.
2: We only have a few more minutes with you, Zach. So I wanted to ask you, what makes Erie yours?
6: You know, uh, you know, people ask like, why did you guys chose Erie first? We didn't have a choice. Uh, you know, you were placed there, and we live we lived here for 24 years, and you know, you know, a lot of people ask like where are you from? I was like, well, I'm from Erie because that's where I spent majority of my life. You know, even though I was born in Somalia, I left there when I was three and we moved to Kenya five years. So Erie is home to me. And I feel it's like, I visit so many big cities. I always want to come back home. I, I just, I tell my brother who lives in Seattle, I said, I'd like to come visit you for a vacation, but I want to go back home. I mean, regardless of, regardless of our weather or what's, what's happening. I just, I just love you. I love the people, I love the environment everything about it, you know. Yes, I feel that. But I just will definitely thank all of you for it, especially for inviting me after the platform, you know, uh, and I just think, uh, Erie, Erie has uh, a lot of opportunities. And I, and I think, especially in our schools, we really have to engage because there's Dr. or Tate already talked about, you know, what the policy that they have and, uh, you know, especially budget being issue. hopefully with the new board. I know our slate will hopefully the other others will be, uh, you know, we can hold people accountable what they say they will do on the board. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to stay really close on that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And, and where can people get back in touch with you if they want to support Work that you're doing. Do you have a, a public page or or where or can they find you at the Islamic Association of Erie? Uh, Absolutely.
2: For your work.
6: Absolutely. I'm always on Facebook. You know, I'm I'm on Facebook. uh Actually, I, I think I will still keep my Zachary for school board because somebody asked me, "Would you think?" Of course, I would consider in two years when there's going to be five positions open and uh. I I did have a website uh, Penn State students were working on. That. Hopefully, we'll get that going. It'll just be Sharif, mm-hmm. uh, you know, dot com. So I mean, always Facebook is one way, and of course, I work at the health department. It's easy to access me, easy to access me, and I mean, I'll even my I'll even give my phone number out and it just whatever it takes. Uh, I'm <laughs> the, the so face, I think Facebook is the, the easiest way for people to yes. inbox me, and I, and I usually respond quickly.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining
6: us. We really appreciate taking the time. Absolutely. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you, Zachary. Peace. Take care. All right. Good night. See ya.
2: Someone in the comments asked me what I was drinking before Lauren comes on. I am drinking a hard seltzer iced tea, and it's lemon.
0: Oh, that's fancy.
2: And yeah,
1: anyway.
0: white claw. Mm-hmm. That sounds. You already know I got my my red Wegman's
1: red wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking out of jars today. But listen, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> what you got, Lydia? I
0: think you already had said you had. Oh yeah, I
1: have some fancy local soda from yes. the market. It's ginger ale, but I'll probably switch over to something eventually. Maybe I'll I'll call Buster. Buster. I
0: love ginger ale. Do you want?
1: Okay. So, um, I think we have our next person here, right?
0: Yes, we do. We have Lauren.
1: Hi, Let's bring her on in.
2: Hi, Lauren. Oh,
4: hey hey, what's up not much if you hear children's feet walking around you know <laughs> <laughs> right this is I a different space put, i forgot to put their tent away so <laughs> it's quite all right
0: it's quite all right it, it fits the vibe <laughs> oh well, man
2: uh, Welcome to our Erie, Lauren. Um, For the audience, Lauren is one of the people who got recently elected as an Erie School Boards Director. And also Lauren's going to be our last school board guest this evening. But that being said, Lauren, thank you for being on tonight. Please introduce yourself. Who are you? And like, why did you run for office this election cycle?
4: My name is Lauren Gillespie. Um, I ran for Erie City School Board Director. I ran with a slate of candidates from Erie County United Um, I was interested in running for school board. I was approached by a friend of mine. Um, I'm a member of the Erie Roller Girls and I was approached by a friend of mine who's also on the Erie Roller Girls who told me that we needed more progressive candidates to run. And she asked me if I had ever considered running for an elected office. Um, At the time I kind of said, you know, I don't personally know a whole lot about running a campaign. And she told me about Erie County United and told me that Erie County United is looking for local candidates to run and is willing to give the information that we need. Um, We did a fellowship program and I learned so much. Um, One of my backgrounds is in education. Um, I love hearing and learning new things. I'm always going to continue learning new things. Um, I had the opportunity to work at a financial institution for six years, so I learned a lot through working there um, about loans and banking, and it seemed like the right fit to run for school board. I have two children myself, um, very concerned and active in their education, and I wanted to be a voice for other families in this area. Um, from the get-go, when I decided to run, I let people know to reach out to me, to talk to me, to hear what they had to say. This campaign has not been about me. It has been about my slate mates that I ran with. We kind of jokingly came up with that term. And I learned so much with running with um, Zachariah, um, Dr. Leacher Tate, and Depen Tamba. I was honored to run with them and continue to learn to this day from them.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing. Um, so I'm interested to know a little bit more about like, a little bit of, like, so I, we've off record, like we, Lauren and I, we've met And, uh, when I went, I went to sign your petition, I know you were outside of Ember and Forge, but then also our favorite pastime in our house, my wife and I love to go axe throwing. So that's how, so at axe throwing, we'd kind of like have conversation, you know, you were conversing about the things that you were really passionate about, um, you know, and what you really wanted to bring to the school board. And so I'm interested to know, um, what. You know and i'm sure the audience is interested to know what is what is something or one or two things that you are really um wanting to see um that the school district like what what what's been your um what's been on the forefront of your wanting to change things like and so what what do you kind of want to do what what are some
4: policies or some things that you want to bring to the table so through talking to community members as well as talking to educators that are currently teaching in our erie city schools i learned a lot of information that I previously didn't know Mm -hmm. I learned that we really need to consider um, paying the teachers that are coming into the school new teachers more I know that that sometimes finances is not a topic that everybody wants to talk about money but it was something that was brought to my attention that we lose good teachers to other school districts they come they work in the school district maybe a year maybe two years and then they move on somewhere else Um, so I would really like to implement a, um, something that would incentivize teachers to stay within the Erie school district. I also learned through talking that, you know, mental health is so important to these kids talking, having a counselor available to come in and speak with nothing that we currently have available. It's something that I would fight very hard for these kids. Um, and I'm hoping that that's something I can move forward with.
2: That's awesome.
1: Thank you for sharing that. Um, I don't know if we've ever met, Lauren, but I'm Lydia. And uh, yes, yeah, nice mental you. health. Yeah, it's nice to meet you too. Um, mental health is definitely something that I think is so important for for kids and adults and our community for sure. I think we're all struggling with a little bit of a mental health crisis as a whole. Um. But the, as someone who was on the campaign trail as well, um, I think, and I, I brought this question up earlier, but you know, that sometimes we're, we're posed with questions while we're knocking doors or talking to people and they either have a very clear answer that they want, like yes or no, or they just like you just don't have time to really dive into the issue that you want to talk about or you can't give it the complexity that it needs and so is there any issue or topic maybe it's mental health or maybe it's something else that you felt like people were asking you but you didn't get a chance to really like pull it apart and really like dive deeper into it or give it the attention it needed
4: one of the things that was brought to my attention that i hadn't previously realized was how many um, mental health counselors are actually working in the schools and what is available to the kids. Um, That was something that I I am looking forward to researching more and finding out what we can do as a school board collective to help these kids and to move forward. Um, When I was out door knocking and talking to the community, a lot of people had opinions still about the closure of schools that was brought up to me on numerous occasions. Um, Things were brought up about the current state of the schools. There's been a lot of remodeling in the schools. And how is that affecting the teachers? And how is that affecting the students? Um, I have friends that are current teachers who have brought up, you know, just some different situations that I wasn't made aware of. I grew up in Fairview. That's where I went to school. I've lived in Erie now for 12 years. But there was just a lot of things that through talking with people that I wasn't previously aware of that I'm so thankful that I ran to know this information and to help going forward. Also, congratulations on your campaign, Lydia.
1: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, it's so, there's so much that we gain whether we win or lose uh, that from campaigning and learning and just having that opportunity to talk to so many people. It, It is such a learning experience on so many levels.
2: So Lauren, what makes Erie yours?
4: Well, I will say that um, I was a fan of your podcast before I met you personally, Marty, and before I met you personally, Devonna. And um, I had a little bit of like a star when you came into my previous employer, Devonna. I was like, oh, we can talk. And we had, <laughs> I felt like we had such great conversations. I appreciate
0: We did. We did. Right? <laughs> thank you. Wow. That that's an honor, but thank you. Uh, <laughs>
4: I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, yes. I, I also, I, I, no longer work for that employer, but I did yes. really enjoy working for a local business. It gave me the opportunity to speak with the community openly. Right. Um, oftentimes I just so happened to ask people while I was working, do you live in the city of Erie and what do you like about the city of Erie? And, that's where I had some really interesting conversations. There was a group of teachers that came in and were back yeah. throwing and they told me about their frustrations that they needed to let out. But to answer your question, Marty, what makes Erie mine is I love this town. I, mm-hmm. like, I have been asked, because I did grow up in Fairview, will you ever move back to Fairview? And I said, why do I have to move out of the city? Why can't we work on making this city what we want it to be, you know, cause th- there, there is <sighs> Fairview is only 15 miles or 15 minutes this way. Why can't we implement more of what people like about different school districts? The reason why people are moving out of the city to go to different school districts. Why mm-hmm. can't we implement what these other school districts have here to make people want to stay to Erie, to mm-hmm. grow these schools, to make these schools better right. because right. they're here right we need and we need to make them better and we need to listen to what the community has to say yes i hear that thank you thank
3: you
1: yeah i love that and what a what a a privilege it is to be able to like leave a place that you don't like and go somewhere else and like not everyone has that privilege and so it's it's inspiring and yeah exciting to see people like choose to stay or say like no like i'm invested i'm i'm Choosing to invest my time and energy into these places because I see the potential. I see all the great things that we have and all the great things we could be, and it's worth it. Because not everyone thinks that it's worth it, and you're right, they do. They leave and and they put their time and energy elsewhere, and and we, but where we need it the most is like right here. So thanks
0: right. for doing that. Facts. Well, on a lighter note, we have Freda wanted to know, Lauren, what is your roller girl
3: name? <laughs>
4: My roller girl name is Panic at the Derby. My friends will also just call me Panic. So (laughs) we we happened to have a fundraiser last night and panic, panic. I'm like, well, just don't say it in a public setting. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Freda said that they, uh, that she met you yesterday. I I met her yesterday. (laughs) Yes.
4: She was the proud winner of our 50-50 raffle. (laughs) Congratulations, Freda. It was so nice to meet you, Freda. I, I was going around talking about being a school board director and and they were all very excited to meet me so i know the two things are separate but sometimes i bring things together so right That's yes awesome. yeah
1: where can okay so we've been asking people how they can reach you i also want to know how we can reach you but also where can we
4: watch you play
1: roller <laughs> derby is it right I roller derby? am i saying yes that?
4: It is roller derby. Um. So I'll start with roller derby, and then we'll get to that. But uh, it's eerie roller girls with two e's. Eerie roller girls. We have a Facebook page. We also have an Instagram. We have a website as well. Um, currently, we are not playing games. Unfortunately, <laughs> we Dang. we we have some strict rules that we have to follow okay, okay, in okay, regards okay. to safety. I understand that. But, Um, You can find me through my campaign page, uh, Lauren Gillespie for for school board. Wow. And um, yeah, I'm planning on keeping the page up. I also have an email associated with my campaign, uh, Lauren Gillespie for Erie at gmail.com. So I'm happy to continue to talk to the community and hear what they have to say.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Oh, Devon, Thank
0: you. There. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, we have somebody who, oh, kt is um uh, very hopeful. You know, you make uh wait, it says Lauren makes me hopeful for Erie school. So yes, there you go. Okay,
1: listen, okay, Erie school board, man. Y'all, I'm a little <laughs> impressed. Can we bring some of those people down to like
2: Washington Township? To I them? know, like <laughs> oh, man.
1: Yeah, great team setup. This is awesome. This is great, yes. Awesome.
2: And well, um we 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 were limited on time so we didn't have um newly elected Jay Brennan but he congratulations to them as well on their yes, win yes. for school board director. Yes. Lauren, thank awesome.
1: you so much for joining us. This is thank so Thank you for having me. We will good. we will create a panic at the derby cheering section whenever you begin <laughs> Soon you. 2022 I'm hoping. Sounds good. We'll be there. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for coming out tonight.
2: We'll see you later.
6: Bye. I'm gonna get up She's and like,
2: stretch real quick before Wiz Allen gets on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up. I have sweats on though. Yeah, like,
2: like I need to sit
0: like goodness. I feel that.
1: Sheesh. Wait. Okay, you just stood up, but like, can you stand up again and maybe I can t shirt a little bit. Uh, show off that sweet, sweet. is wearing. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> you one. are eerie. Huh? <laughs> so For the low
1: low price of i don't know you can you too can win this (laughs) sweet sweet piece of our eerie swag uh (laughs) stay tuned for a exclusive merch store option available on our patreon site
0: yes soon right shout out to purpose designs by natasha who has done our shirts black on black on business on erie's black wall street's directory too you can Catcher on there, so that's so where we got it to. Yes, I'm excited about that.
1: Awesome, little plug. Black, little You're plug. Black oh, black black. Black. No, right? just a little plug. <laughs> so it on in there? Okay, awesome. So next, we're moving on to our Erie City Council candidates and and elected hey. folks. Uh, so our first up is Liz Allen, who we have. Uh, excitedly supported through some of her trials and tribulations while on yes Twitter. so we're excited to have Liz with us because we've wanted to have her on multiple times in the past when she has dealt with some less than ideal elected officials and um, men of okay well, that's it, and men <laughs> so here she is liz thank you so much for joining us we're so happy to have you
8: oh i'm i'm so excited and hearing that intro is <laughs> oh my god i'm trying to think how to how to how to make sure that this is all this is a real positive thing and so you'll keep me on track you'll give me like a a time out or whatever (laughs) hey you're you're done stop talking right
1: (laughs) yeah we'll we'll
8: keep you in check
1: you you have an elected office to uphold and reputation uphold so we'll 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 keep you on the up and up but uh yeah, thank you for coming. So uh, the first thing that we're starting off with people is just having them introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. I know you've been in the area for a long time, and and you've you know done a lot of really great work. So if you can tell people a little bit about that before you talk about your elected office. Uh,
8: okay, uh, my name is Liz Allen. I was uh, lived my most of my young life in Erie, even though I was born in Glens Falls, New York. My parents moved back to Erie when I was six months old. Uh, I went away to college in Milwaukee. Uh, I got married, had my kids. We moved from Milwaukee to Battle Creek, Michigan, to Fort Wayne, Indiana, to St. Louis. And I really wanted my my kids to be close closer to their grandparents and ended up living on the same street where I grew up. My in-laws were from Northern Jersey, but they retired to North Carolina. So uh, my kids used to spend... Um, a good number of weeks in the summer with their grandparents in North Carolina and a lot of time with my parents. I'm the oldest of six and uh-huh. I moved back home thinking that, hey, I'm going to be here with all my siblings. And then they all moved out of town. And one of the funny things, well, th- this is funny, but preceded by maybe not so funny. Um, when, in uh, On Thanksgiving night in 1994, my first husband died of a heart attack. And I got remarried uh, four years later, and I, m- my new husband and I were talking about where to live, and we were going to move up. I'm raised Catholic, okay? So, grew up in St. Andrew's neighborhood, and we're going to move to the Blessed Sacra- Sacrament area. My mother said to me, but Lizzie, won't you be homesick? <laughs> like, I went and measured. Um, I was like, Mom, this is too... I think it was 2.6 miles from my parents' house. And then my dad said, well, Lizzie, I really wish you wouldn't move out of the fourth ward. And I didn't even know I lived in the fourth ward until then. So I ended up staying, you know, just a few blocks from my parents. And that proved to be a, a good thing. Um, after my mom died, um, my dad was able to walk down for dinner. So I feel this real attachment mm-hmm. to where I grew up, but also I am... Actually, grateful that I got to move around a bit um, when the kids were younger because I think that gives you a perspective. You you not only learn to appreciate Erie, but you learn from being other places. So um, all my my two brothers live in Harrisburg. I have a sister in Punxsutawney, a sister in suburban Philadelphia, and a sister in Silver Spring, Maryland. And my youngest son also lives in Maryland. Um, so my first, I've also. Seem to, our family has had some pretty awful stuff. And I mean, the first time I had a significant loss was losing my husband on Thanksgiving Day. And then on my 50th birthday, my oldest son died of an aortic aneurysm. So, I mean, it's like, that could just make you totally like, why go on? But um, I think it really, You know, I think one of the reasons I really liked Joe Biden was that whole empathy thing. Um, You can relate to the hardships that other people are going through. And you either you either go on or you just give up. And I went on. So and I try and retain a sense of humor. So uh, and and then you wanted to know what inspired me to run. For me, it was really a decision to run again. And it wasn't easy. Um, I see that. Uh, my colleague Kathy Schaff, there's going to be a, a column in print by Kevin Flowers in the newspaper and it's online already about how um, you know, the cynicism in social media influenced her not to run again. And I will say that it's it's hard to be in a position where it's not like I want people to love me or like me because I was a journalist all my life until I decided to, uh, run for city council, but you want to feel like they're making some progress. And that's still somewhat of a hard transition for me, because I am used to thinking that get the facts and there should be an answer. There has to be a truth out there and many truths, but, you know, not competing truths. So um, I still feel like I can, use my watchdog role in, in uh, city government. So, but it, it's not easy for me. You know, I, your group is lucky. You can identify as, okay, we're on the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. And for me, well, Lydia's done journalism too, but it, it's hard to make that transition to being a, a, an advocate and um, identifying with a party. But one of the things I think that COVID allowed is the chance to do all that introspection. This kind of gets to, you know, why run again? Um, You know, I've looked at a lot of old stuff. This is why my sisters are like, Lizzie, when you die, I feel sorry for your son because you have way too much stuff. But my parents also (laughs) kept stuff. And as the oldest, I'm like the, I'm the keeper of all this stuff. I I found a. Uh, an essay I wrote in eighth grade. What does freedom mean to me? We're talking 1965, so I just turned 70. I'm gonna be, so I just turned 70. So I'm reading this, and I actually tweeted about it today because um, there's that a lot of rightly so critics on Twitter are responding to a CBS News headline like, you know, what age should you teach children about race? And there have been these great responses, saying, you know, from people of color saying, "I first learned about racism when I was two or three or four or five in school or on the playground." And when I read that essay that I wrote, it wasn't like a, a deep essay. It was like a, you know, a I think a page and a half of lined notebook paper. Um, you know, I, I talked about, you know, African Americans being denied their civil rights. And I talked about freedom of the press. This was the most amazing thing to me. You know, I live in a country where I am free to read the the news and get the news. And I thought, oh, my God, that's not a given anymore. I mean, it is it's really scary. So I think despite some qualms, not about whether I was up to it, it was never about my age, but it was like, are you being effective Um, The whole thing that originally drove me to run four years ago, (laughs) Donald Trump primarily, I mean, going to the Women's March, um, being encouraged to think that you can make change on the local level, I think inspired me to do this all over again. Um, Democracy and and what we have is so fragile. It's it's so frightening. I mean, we thought. At least I thought maybe I could stop doom scrolling for a while. And how long were were we able to do that? Not very long before it's like, oh, my God, now this, now this, now this, you know. Yeah, I, I think between the Saturday when when Biden was, you know, it was, hey, they called Pennsylvania for Biden. And then January 6th, there was somewhat of a little bit of breathing room and now no more breathing room, although I have been trying to breathe for all today because we're on vacation for the weekend in New York City so I'm like okay Liz take it easy take it easy so
2: we really appreciate you joining us on your vacation we are privileged (laughs) (laughs) I have a curiosity question so um, there was a moment last year or is it this year oh time I don't know what time is anymore but um, we reacted to something that happened on city council so I was curious like have you Heard about us at all and
8: like heard a spangirl about what you do at City Council? I certainly have. Yes, (laughs) I have. And I so much appreciate that. Um, having women be outraged and be in my corner was was really important because I I think I I don't maybe I think it's it could be a women thing, it could be an older woman thing, it could be Catholic guilt. But I'm like, well, honest to God, did I provoke this? And uh, what what this actually led to was Kathy Schaft suggesting that we bring in a consultant to work on a civil code of civility for us. And I kept thinking, oh, it's partly my fault because I got I did get really irked. But when I, I've been talking to the consultant and I said, I get irked because we don't follow process. We do things like this kind of some background. We had followed. Okay, I'm gonna back up for like for a year before this. Got an email from somebody who said, I'd like to have a street honorarily renamed in in somebody's honor. So I'm still on council, but like, well, how do you do this? So I asked at a caucus meeting, how do we go about having a street renamed? And I told them the person's name, and the reaction kind of was like, and we don't know this guy, so he's not famous enough. (laughs) Well, the person who had requested it kept asking, how do you do this? this? This guy did a lot, made a lot of contributions to the neighborhood. So David Brennan and I proposed that you should have at least some kind of like process, not long, not complicated, not red tape, but you know, fill out a form, do a little bio, explain who the person is, who the person is talk to the rest of the council and do it. So then the council president came in one night. It wasn't, and. He, you know, I'm going to, you know, have this street renamed in honor of this person who had been a softball coach. And I, at caucus, I said, well, we're supposed to have a process to do this. In the council meeting, he misrepresented my views and said that because of one person, we weren't going to do this. And I said, I know the person that you're talking about, the person had died. I said, I wrote a column about him. I know he's a good guy, but let's just follow the process so that the next time we have this, we we get in the habit of doing this. And that's when he said, you know, he didn't know he was on the mic and, you know, said, uh, I like to push buttons and everybody knows I'm a nut. And that's when I went, oh, and then, you know, she's, you know, abroad. I was like, who calls somebody that name in this day and age? And that's really when I went ballistic. So, so for a while, until I realized that, you know, everybody had seen that and they knew that um, it wasn't me, that it was the other person. And it's, it's happened. It happens in many ways. Um, It happens when the men can speak and interrupt. And when, if a woman interrupts you, you're out of order. I mean, that happens all the time. I mean, I can't interrupt or I am, um, you know, somebody somebody told my husband, I think it was on election, I can't remember, I think it was when I went to the polls on Tuesday that I was an angry woman. And so I went home, and I said, I think I have this thing called the angry, angry woman prayer that a, a friend had sent to me, but it's actually the dangerous woman creed. And I read it and it was like, okay, I'm going to be dangerous, and that doesn't mean that I'm out of control. I dangerous. I'm I'm at an age where, um, when, when we were doing the civility co- code, the consultant we were working with, she said, "I get the impression, Liz, that you don't suffer fools easily," and I think that that's that's a good way to describe me. I am not like overly critical, but I really want people to do their homework and not to bluff. <laughs>
0: Yes. And that's one thing you definitely do. I love watching I love when you post on your uh on your Facebook or I think I also see you now on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, I'm on, you're on Twitter like I don't even be, I don't even be tweeting, but you you're on Twitter and you're like about the facts and I mean I've read your articles especially even as a kid read, reading your articles. So it's just it's like it I'm it's I'm really I'm happy to to know you. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to have you on this show with us. Like I'm happy to I'm happy to have you on city council again, because we need you. I love your fire. I love your energy. And, and that really, we need that. And dangerous is I guess if you want to be called dangerous, you might, then girl, I'm with it too. Listen, I, I'm all about the danger and in, in a good way that changes. <laughs>
8: no, I, I kind of want to, if it's okay. Um, yes. One of your next questions is, is what is your top priority yes. for this year? And I talk, you know, it's framed as a policy question. I think, you know, I, I would probably say probably making sure we get that ARP spending correct. But, and so I, I feel like I'm kind of like, I don't want to weasel out of that question, but what I wanted to maybe get from you is I was at um, a meeting uh, Monday night at the Jefferson Society and I, I did not get to go to the one last night about the local yeah. racial... So I didn't get to go to that because we were on the road. But on Monday night, we were in a roundtable discussion, very informal, before Clayola Brown uh, spoke. And Reverend Mock, Reverend Charles Mock, talked about the need uh, to improve communication. And I think that's probably, that's obviously not just an eerie, but we have these narrow, narrow cast. And, you know, the newspaper has shrunk. And there's the eerie Reader. Um, so I'm going to say that even though I feel like it might be weaseling out saying it's not actually policy, but how are we going to improve communication? How are we going to make sure that people know if they're eligible to apply for ARP funding to rehab their house um, or to you know, aid a small business? How are we going to make sure that people know about that? And I would love to hear your ideas. I, I, one, I, well, one idea I've been kind of tossing around is I was on a roundtable, a statewide roundtable about gun violence. And it was mostly driven by a lot of experts from Philadelphia who are working in, you know, really um, high risk neighborhoods in dangerous situations in schools where, you know, uh, One school had 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 lost four teenagers already this year, but they talked about doing some type of like text alert. Um, And I can't remember what that was exactly for, but it had to do with gun violence. Maybe it was like, you know, notifying police if you can anonymously, you know, tell them what's going on. Um, And I was wondering, not everybody has Wi-Fi. Not everybody has a computer. but A lot of people have cell phones, but um, and then I was trying to think of how else, and I don't have a good answer yet, but how else do we get that news out? Like, you know, the administration will say, well, we have it on the city's Facebook page or the city's website, but I'm not sure, you know, a lot of people are on social media. I don't know that they're necessarily on the city's social media. So mm-hmm. I guess my, it, it wouldn't so much be a policy, but I want to see. How are we going to communicate this? And if you have ideas, even tonight, let me know because okay. we can't Let's just do think- a person to, per- you know, and plus we've had the whole COVID thing, mm-hmm. you know, we've been isolated. So how do we, what do you find is the best way to uh, get the news out there? What yeah. do you think?
1: Oh and- my gosh. I mean, I think that's a big, that's a big question. I think we, we could dive into that deeper i think we're actually out of time for this segment we have to move on to our next guest because we have jasmine waiting in the wings but thank you so much liz for coming and talking to us we'll have to unpack that and probably more we need to have you back on that yeah and And tell tell jasmine
8: tell jasmine i'm rooting for her can't wait for her to to join us It'd be so great to have a young woman with me so and I yes. oh my, sorry I talked too much thank you no, no you're good thank you so no thank you have a great rest love it and I come back thank
5: you, later. Liz. bye bye oh
0: I love Liz's energy like it, it honestly and humor like I really have some it's really humorous like I love I love it all right well we have Jasmine well you I know without further ado boom 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 We got Jasmine in the room. My slate mate in 2019. Now look at this girl. Okay. I'm so proud. Hey. Hey. How are you
1: doing?
9: I'm good. good. How are you? I was watching Liz, so I I feel kind of bad because I feel like she was rushed at the end. And I was just enjoying her because I just love Liz. I love everything she does and all the... (laughs) information she gives the public which is something that I'm very key on
0: yes I'm good, I mean, I feel we good. Always, yeah we can always uh you know have her back have y'all back maybe to get who knows we can we can do whatever we want to do so exactly. maybe we can do that again let's do that um yeah. so you you want to introduce yourself to 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 the to the fellow uh our eerie listeners to those who don't know you those who do Go ahead, shoot, 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 go ahead.
9: Hello, everyone. My name is Jasmine Flores. I'm a community organizer and activist since 2018, 2019. Yeah, 2018, October. So um, the last few years, I've been really engaged in um, the issues that impact the working class, such as um, the Fight for 15 and raising awareness to the issues that impact us, such as livable wages and healthcare for all, and um, also with the need to get out and vote. So I'm a big person on registering voters and getting the demographic that doesn't necessarily participate involved. I'm a born and raised Erieite, so I'm a Lower East Sider. Went to all the great, um, well, the great schools in the city, up until high school, and then I decided to do PA Cyber because I didn't like the environment that our high schools were at the time. Um, I felt, even though as an honor student, it was very hostile and it wasn't a nurturing environment to encourage um, the people that needed to be there to do more. So I just felt like I needed to be out of there. So I did PA Cyber, graduated in 2012, went to school for medical assistant at Great Lakes Institute of Technology, and I worked as a medical assistant for a year and realized that there's not really much money in our area for that, even though we're pumping out medical assistance like crazy. Um, in the trade schools, uh, you have to go outside of our area to actually make money because a lot of our practices are small or the hospital is keeping the wages at a certain limit and then they're taking you know benefits out. So it just doesn't equal out. Um, so then I also didn't like the atmosphere of the quick turnover of patients. I like more one-on-one. So I've been a caregiver for the last few years I'm currently employed at the barber center so i'm a community support professional so i go out with my clients and we do regular activities out in the community to help them build um, confidence to be able to do things and hopefully get employment in the future so i'm um, all about empowering our future um, community members to be as independent as possible um, in all areas um, i ran in 2019 in the primary alongside davana and we with our election with Erie County United, we're 187 votes short from us moving on. I feel as though a lot of the work that we did then has definitely transpired, well, transpired a lot of the work that we have done now. The pandemic has gone in the way. Um, I didn't go away while the pandemic was happening. So I did stay consistent and active and engaged in letting my community know all the issues that were impacting which the pandemic highlighted such as our shelter insecurity, our food insecurity, our employment insecurity, our health insecurity. So it's just like having a lot of these conversations with our community members have been highlighted before, but have definitely carried over to the conversation to get more people to want to take action, at least on a local level, I feel as though. So we ran again in 2021, we won our primary and then we won the general. And we made history. I'm the first Latina to ever sit on the Erie City Council. And in Ooh! January 14th, I will be the youngest person at 28 to sit there for four months until April 23rd, when I'll be 29.
0: Look at you making history out here. Okay. Make. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Proud. I'm very proud.
2: You a- Behind you there. I may be the first, but I'm not the last opening. Exactly.
9: I may be the first, but not the last breaking barriers
0: and shattering ceilings for everyone. Absolutely. I love that. Oh, love that. We have a comment in the, in the comment section real quick and uh, check for Senate says, congratulations, Jasmine. So happy for you. I'm so happy for you.
3: Thank you. Yes.
0: All right. Oh, and then somebody else. Okay, so we have Shrada too. Shrada said, ja- yes, Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, go ahead. <laughs> it's
1: like you can know I'm going to say something before I say something. Um, well, first of all, congratulations. So exciting. This is like, yeah, the dream come true, right? <laughs> like when when you see people just keep working and keep working and not giving up and then like the fruits of your labor. So that's really exciting. Um, So now what, like, what are you going to do as like kind of your first efforts on council? Like, okay, you made it through, like, this was like the tough part. And now like, what's next?
9: Well, um, the issues that I have on the platform are the raise um, passing renters bills of right. I'm currently the only renter who is on city council. So I feel like the highlight of the pandemic has really highlighted a lot of the issues of unsafe housing and a lot of the landlords getting away with um, having multiple properties and not upkeeping it. And because it's not an actual company, the city doesn't necessarily go after them. So there's just a lot of mess going on. And I feel as though homeowners don't necessarily know this. And If you're been if you have been paying attention to rent prices in the last few years, they are completely and utterly jumping up and I feel as though the Community is slowly being priced out of the city of erie. We have a lot of developers who are coming in and they're yeah we're going to develop we're going to make housing, but then we don't have the question of how much is this housing going to cost. Because we have 16501 as the poorest zip code in the whole country, we have. $7.25 725 is our minimum wage. We have a lot of developers who give you $850, $9,50 $10 and expect you to be able to survive off of that. So we have a lot of community who are working multiple part-time jobs just to make ends meet. And the cost of living just to live is ridiculous right now for rent. And that's not including utilities or food. So that's something that's really um, important to me is getting the renters protected and making sure that housing is affordable because our unhoused community is growing. And I like to see that throughout the whole city. I mean, if you're downtown, you see it all over the place. Um, I live on the Lower East Side. I was raised on Fifth and Wallace. I am a product of the food desert and the food swamp. So I would like to correct that and make access to my Lower East Siders to have healthy, affordable food. Um, A lot of our community on this side of town has EBT. So the income is secure. Why don't they have access to healthy food? We have Dollar Trees, Family Dollars, um, Family Dollars, Dollar Trees, Dollar Generals, (laughs) pharmacies and gas stations everywhere, but no grocery store. So if you go to these stores and you check out the price for milk, butter, the basics, it's ridiculous depending on where you
0: go. And that's a problem. I understand. I understand the emotion. I I really do. I thank you for being transparent and i thank you for sharing your experience and that's really what what i admire about you and i'm really proud of you is always being forthright and always being honest and 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 really honestly being passionate and and <laughs> like you a uh, girl I, no so cry okay go <laughs> ahead cry and let it out because you you you've worked hard you've worked very hard um and so just to, to go about you go with uh, that comment, Zachariah just said the same thing said Jasmine is really passionate about what she does, and she will let you know otherwise. And so <laughs> I, I do appreciate, you know, I appreciate this moment. And I, I appreciate you being here with us. I really do. And I appreciate your fire and your passion for your, our community. We need right. you. Yeah, we need you in that space.
9: And then, like, just collecting and using the community input is definitely important to me. I feel like a lot of the information, a lot of the access is limited. Um, Like Liz said, not everybody has Internet access. So if we could try to get some funding to a text alert for our whole community, Erie County-wide, even if we can get some county funds. um, Given that, I think that everyone does have access to a cell phone if you have access to the ebt program most times you can get a cell phone free with some type of you know text um like a texting access whether it's free or limited depending on minutes whatever the service maybe i've never had that but i know that people do get cell phones for free so um just you know making the information available because there are a lot of things that people don't know and they don't want to ask questions right. because they're embarrassed or they feel shame and I feel as though it should be available. We have seen with the pandemic how when we depend on paper we don't have everything on internet it the, I mean through the website through data through just having zoom you know what I mean like we see that we have to be modern and in order to be modern we have to think technology and the fact that a lot of people in our current city hall are older, it, they realized with the pandemic mm-hmm. how behind they were. So right. they had to hurry up and catch up. And I think that they were hoping to retire before anything like this had happened. So you see how they're catching up and now they're all on Zoom and sometimes they get caught saying things or making the comments or mm-hmm. you know doing things that they shouldn't be doing because this is all recorded, it's just, you know, Mm -hmm. it just shows that things are changing and we have to be more with the times and make sure that our community can access everything. And whether it's through the website, our website needs to be more Mm user-friendly. We need to make sure that people can access all the information to get to our city council meetings, all the public study sessions, all of the budget meetings that are public, like just anything that's supposed to be public, make it public so people can find it. That's all we need to do and i guarantee you we do start getting more people involved because it wouldn't be so much work to try to be involved
6: yeah
1: right but that's not what a lot of people in power want exactly they want it (laughs) to be limited that's why we need people like you that are are part of the community and get it and and are committed to making it accessible we need people like you so thank you Thanks. um so to kind of round out this conversation, we always ask, what makes Eerie yours?
9: Um, I think my love for here, my family. I think having the hope for what I know Eerie can be makes Eerie mine. Yes, yes.
1: It's mm. not in our Eerie episode if we're not all crying. At that. I know, right? <laughs> like- <laughs>
0: wow yes yes i feel that yes oh man yeah. strada says yes young informed people committed to equity work and it in it and in it for the long haul gives me so much hope you are on point jasmine so girl <laughs> you
9: better yeah, get
2: congratulations it. jasmine you yes. put in so much i mean the work there had to be a window of work that was done this year but that the benefit and your win is based off of how much you stayed busy right prior to this election cycle so you you kicked ass you put in the work (laughs) i saw it you have grown so much too i'm really proud of you
0: yeah we need people who are willing to grow and want to grow (laughs) and continue to grow like that's big yeah so i i At 25, no one knows everything. At 28, no one knows everything. So it's like
9: every day is a learning experience and being aware that anything can be a learnable moment is definitely enlightening. And it definitely makes more people willing to talk to me and want to give their wisdom. Because it, I might not use it exactly how they might give it to me, but it's in the back of my mind for you know how I interpret it and how I would like my own jasmine flair to be put on something. Yeah. So I just think that with everything that we have been working towards for Erie over the last, you know, three years that I've been actively involved, it gives me hope for the work that we are going to need to do going forward. But it also gives me hope for the voters who feel forgotten and left behind, who don't see the point in the process, because I know that on a local level it means so much like go vote my, like I'm always talking about voting I come across my clients at the barber center and when they are registered to vote I just mentally mentally snap to myself because I'm thinking some regular people aren't even voting they're not even registered and I have people who you know are disabled into uh, who are intellectually disabled but they're advocating for their own rights mm. and their own needs and their own wants and their own funds that they need for their programs. So for me, it's just like, it's just having the conversation, making sure people understand that this stuff matters to us here. It may not matter on the presidential um, level because he just sets the narrative for how everything is going to fall, but on the local level. These people we see in our grocery stores, at our churches, at our banks, walking up and down State Street in a coffee shop—like these people—make decisions that impact our futures. Right. And I'm sorry, but I don't think that the future that they're di- that they're projecting is for our generation because of the things that they're deciding. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to see what's left, sadly. And mm-hmm. by 10 years some of them because of where they are um so for me it's like we need to make sure that we're having the conversation and asking the questions like is this development going to be a beneficial development is this apartment complex going to be affordable housing are we pricing our community who's currently living here sustaining our city and making a life here be pushed out so that they can go somewhere else and make that place better because it's better wages, better affordability. For me, it's just making sure that people know that Erie can be livable. We just have to fight for it because right now the developers see that nobody has been here developing for the last 40 years and they want it all for nothing, but they want us taxpayers to pay for everything.
0: Listen, <laughs> that's a good nugget to leave us with right?
1: because we- Stopping <laughs> some real truth. On our way. For, out. Real. For, for real. Oh, it's yeah. Well, thank well, you so much for joining us, Jasmine. Where can people find you and stay in touch with you if they want to to talk to you more about some of these issues you brought up tonight?
9: I have my campaign page, Flores for Erie. Um, it's been active since twenty nineteen. I'm also very active on Facebook, my personal Jasmine Flores. I have a Twitter, I have an Instagram, all Flores for Erie, and then my Email is FloresForErie at gmail.com. So that'll probably be where you can reach me up until I get my official city councilwoman email address through the city, because that'll be coming after I get sworn in in January. Yes, let
2: us know. Okay.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And please
2: feel free to come back either individually or with Liz and let's yes. talk policy. Let's talk movement. Let's talk ish. Yeah. Yeah
9: right i love love chatting with liz so we can definitely plan that and make that happen for everyone because i would love to collaborate
0: you all have a good night you too thank you for being with
2: us today all right we're Uh, getting ready for our last
1: guest can you hear that drum roll that i just made oh maybe not Mm So we have Tyler Titus.
0: Yeah, we're, we're reading comments. Sorry,
1: sorry, <laughs> <laughs> like reading things on the side. Uh, we have Tyler Titus joining us, uh who we are so excited to talk to. Have they, have they been on our podcast, or do we just talk about them non? Like it's Shrada has
0: Shrata's been. been
1: strada has been on. Their wife
0: has been, been. Yes, but been not yet. No,
1: this is the first time. Oh. Hey! <laughs> Hello, friend.
7: Hello. I'm also like really relieved that uh, there was some already some tears shed because <laughs> so, like, I don't Welcome
1: to, be to the crying thing. room where <laughs> we just let our emotions flow yeah. out of us.
7: Yeah. So this is this is the first time I've talked about it with anybody outside of my team or my family and so this is about as raw and real as it's going to get is is this moment with with all of you but you are my people and so this is I can't think of a better way to do it
0: yes you are a person so I'm excited that you are letting us be the first to have this to you know to be in this space I appreciate you
2: yeah
0: yeah so do you want to just introduce yourself to the group To, to 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 the facebook land to our, our eerie <laughs> listeners imagine to
1: imagine a world right. in which people don't know who tyler titus is at this point like
7: uh so i am tyler I titus know. current sitting president of the erie city school board and was the democratic nominee for county executive uh this past this past race this past cycle
5: yes
0: so i feel like in this situation because it's been we've had what how many people that we've talked to in the last what about like hour or so so i just need to take like another deep breath marty can you get us through like with another deep breath like real quick before we jump in
2: yeah i actually will okay. suggest standing if for okay. us that have been sitting i, need, while to stand. standing yeah. I need to stand and taking a real stand. big breath yeah whoo Breathing in holding that breath and letting it go letting all the air out from the bottom of your belly okay you ready
0: yeah i think i'm ready now all right so let me get my stuff up real quick we already have comments dr tyler you are already a winner yes (laughs) No worry, tears are good, is what Jasmine said. So yeah, we might, we all might cry. That's okay. So, what I feel like I'm, I'm excited to have you on. One, you're my friend, so it's nice to have you on. (laughs) It's nice to have you on, and 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 you really be able to chat in this space. Um, I'm really just interested to know, just like how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, how how's how's everything going?
7: Well, um, the first day. I like, I literally couldn't get out of bed. Um, there was a lot of anger at myself. Like, what did I miss? What didn't I do enough of? I let everybody down. There was so much at stake in this election and it was just really a lot of negative self-talk, uh, mm-hmm. because, and it's the same, it's the same thing too. It's, it's it's the negative self-talk. Now I just want to be completely transparent. I've moved on a little bit in this grieving process, but I'm, I'm solidly in the anger phase. Um, so I'm just wanting to be, be really open and honest about that. But uh, where I am right now is I'm just angry. I'm angry. Um, for for about so many things but the biggest things coming down to um, systems continuing to work how the systems were designed to work and that so many who were vulnerable and really needed this moment uh, to have somebody who understood what poor people what black people what indigenous people were going through right now uh, at the helm at the helm and I'm angry I'm angry that colonization, privilege, um, and marginalization and intentional oppression caused this election to go the way that it did. And I'm not mad at the people who needed me to serve. I'm not mad at them. I'm mad at the people who came before me who made them feel like their voice didn't matter and that they didn't have a reason to show up to vote. Right. That's who I'm mad at. Right. So this no. is, this is a, go ahead, Lydia. Well, I
1: just want to say, like, there is no world in which you could ever let anyone down.
0: Mm-mm. I'm gonna, <laughs> I know.
7: We just really need it. Like, we, this is where, like, I get my heart, like, it's just. This was a moment. This was a moment that we could have fixed so many of the things that we in this county right. have broken.
4: Right.
7: Um and to have somebody and have all the truths out about somebody. Mm-hmm. And so many more that we know that are that we haven't uncovered that will come, that will continue to come out. Mm-hmm the way he treated and continues to treat women, the way he has spoken about refugees and immigrants, the way he has treated the black community, the way he has spoken about queer people blatantly, blatantly, and still still, was elected. It, it angers me, it angers me. And again, not because a boogeyman is not enough motivation, that's not. We've had them all through our history we we needed this. We needed this win. Um, we needed this win. and I will t- this is the one thing that I'm so grateful my wife for my wife, I really am. Um, but it's it's critical to know and there there will probably be a point that this this interview will be used against me and that's that's okay because I will stand by everything that I say that as a very openly queer non-binary person, in a very rural, still bigoted, racist area, I lost by 2,700 votes. I still got 31,727 votes. That is, 100- we never thought that was gonna happen. I was repeatedly told that would not happen. A cisgender white male was only able to beat me by 2,700 votes. Mm-hmm. That means we are changing the county. We are changing minds. This county is moving in a different direction. I didn't win this race, but we won a whole lot of other things. Right. We did. And we can't, you know, we we can't forget that. There are people who voted for a openly queer person who would have never spoken to an openly queer person. So it means that this county is now safer for children than it was before I launched my campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've changed minds and, and we have shown what is possible and that you don't have to settle for good old boy candidates. You don't, you don't. You can pick <laughs> progressive liberal candidates and you can, you can do great things. You can. In fact, you have to, if you want to, to engage and ignite the body if you if you want people to get out to vote you have to engage or or elect uh people that are going to excite them or they're not going to show up we had one of the highest turnouts in an odd year election that they've seen ever Hmm.
5: Mm -hmm.
7: that's 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 something that's uh, i'm angry but like we did some shit i'm sorry if i'm Mm -hmm. not allowed to swear but we did some no you could (laughs) say i I should have asked that first (laughs)
1: Oh, you can swear. And you did do some shit. You did some serious shit. And you're going to continue to do some serious shit. And Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah.
2: I mean, let's go all the way back in time to the primaries. Your win, I know for me personally, and a lot of people invigorated us. It's like, oh, my God, we can win. Yes. And I don't think, I know us on the call, we're preaching to the prior. But this loss and other losses, like Yuki King out in Greensburg, who ran for um, a trans person who ran for council um, in Greensburg, are, our, 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 and she's Black too, um, our lesson here is not, oh, Black people, queer people, we can't run them. It's dangerous. We're going to lose our our important seats. Like I'm sure some, mm-hmm. I'll just say some Dems are looking like, oh, we have to run the traditional candidates. We have to run the candidates. They're going to raise as much money. No, that was not the lesson at all. lesson is that when you run inspiring people, They will turn people out. They will connect with people. They will build. What you have done this year has built something like you just said, and that's not going to wait. You set up an infrastructure for yourself to go on and do this again and win, and other people like you, and people like Devana, and just people who aren't the Davises of the world to win and change things and be that voice. I agree with you. I I was angry, I'm still kind of, I'm sitting in fear. (laughs) We needed this win. And I feel like, I feel like I I worry about conservatives and Republicans who stand against our values, winning a lot more seats and taking us back in time. But I don't think all is over. Nothing is, we have not lost all, we have not.
7: I agree, I agree. And what it what i i'm fearful too and then i remember wait we've got city council races coming up we've got county council races coming up and we have again go back to what you said marty set an infrastructure now we have activated a voter base at one point in time the last weekend the get out the vote weekend we hit over 5000 doors just my just my campaign with the amount of volunteers we had out in all parts of the county they're ready They're ready. They are ready. They believed in this mission. They believed in this vision. They're ready. So now we can flip seats. We have like we know the work that it'll take, right? And it's grassroots that will do it. And so now we keep our eyes on the next seats that come up. And and we start, we start running solid candidates and building that momentum behind each candidate. And before you know it, we've got a city council that looks like the city of Erie. We've got a county council that is accountable to and representative of all of Erie, right? Of all of Erie County and, and and the school board. Look what our school board right now. It's never looked like this. It's never looked like this. No. And here it is. And it's it's got black queer representation on it, young people on it. And that is that's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. And and those were seats that were held um by people like the old white people <laughs> that were just swapping each other in and out. Yeah. But we've, we've started to break down things. We've started to break down things.
0: Mm. But you've had, you've not only inspired us, but you really inspired a lot of people like we we're talking about. And um, in the comments, you have people who are on fire, really honestly with, and the Chris is saying that there's a lot of momentum here when you're talking about momentum, how not to lose sight of that and not to, and it says, and don't lose a handle on that. And it's like, it's true because there is no now momentum. Um, and then we have check for state says, Tyler, Watching your campaign from the outside, I was shocked when the dust settled. I feel your anger and it sh- and, and it is shared with um, with you. Um, hold on, sorry. It says, you should be proud of all the walls that you have torn down. Wow, that's deep, yeah.
2: Read it all. I
0: mean, I'm reading the comment that just- Can you read that Chris- full because I'm losing it on here.
2: Yeah, I'll read um, the first- I'll read the one you're reading. Check for Senate. Tyler, watching your campaign from the outside. I was shocked when the dust settled. I feel your anger and it is shared with you. You should be proud of all the walls you have torn down in your race. Please don't take it out on yourself. Coming from the same side, watching you helped empower me to keep going. You've inspired thousands. Take pride in that. And the other one that caught my eye. In some ways, more than we needed this win, we needed this run. We needed you to run um from chris i'm sorry chris skuz skuz gimgala i'm sorry chris um we needed this run and that is impressive in and of itself
7: we did need this run we needed this run and there's another thing too is is i know as and i own this and and i was asked this by another activist um i am the more palpable <laughs>
5: Mm -hmm.
7: of the marginalized populations like when you look at me what you see makes me digestible to a lot of people um and and I know that I know that and so I was able to I was able to run though because of the work of of especially black and brown queer people in front of me I would have never been able to stand here um like Davanna, I looked to you, and when when you ran, like you broke down walls
4: mm. and got
7: the stage ready for me to be able to run, right? Like I couldn't make me cry, but I couldn't. Like this is there's a lot of momentum here, but it wasn't like I just I I didn't create this, right? I didn't. I kept things going. I I I built off of off of a desire and a hope that already was here. Um, I didn't just come out of nowhere. Like I, I, am a part of it. I know what the community wants because we are, we're a part of it. Right. We, we were right. using that, that momentum, uh, that we were getting from those we were talking to, because we knew the change that needed to happen, but mm. I couldn't, I could not have run if other progressives hadn't run in front of me. I couldn't, mm. I couldn't have done that.
0: Mm. Mm. I like have the chills y'all. Like I literally have the chills. Cause I, I think that's really profound is that it's just like positive energy like you know just like just continuing to just go out there in the community and i i i don't i, can't, I don't even know what to say right now cuz i'm like literally my i feel chills because this is really important like i was i'm not going to lie it was hard i'm still upset like i'm still upset as well because and i had said it before you even got on here we were sharing earlier um our our sentiments and how like we felt and I've kind of been out of the loop when it comes to pull up politics, like, to be honest with y'all, because I, I've really been trying to figure out where I stood, like, where I stand, what are my values? You know, As if I strip away the Democratic and Republican bullshit, like, what is my, like, what are my values? What matters to me? Um, and seeing you run on a campaign, like, although you ran as a Democrat, um, it's interesting because it's like your values are just values that would be like for regular people, like for people, not regular people, for people, like right for the community as a whole, as as a, as a betterment of community, not if you're a Republican or a Democrat, it's just as the, as a betterment of the community. That's how I I view it. So, um, but I will say I was frustrated. Just, I was really frustrated because I'm like, what is happening? You know, why are we still behind but then hearing you all talk and then hearing you know people say there's still momentum it does give me I feel better now because I was angry I'm like I don't know where to put this anger at like where do I do with this with this frustration um so it's nice to hear people say well you know there's still momentum you know I was kind of getting upset because I was like uh uh-uh, uh this feels like when he when Trump won <laughs> when in presidential I'm like I feel like
7: yeah but you have but fuck? you you like, made, you brought up another great point though so one of the things Jay Brennerman gave me a hug, you know, he was in the room when, when we kind of got some of the counts and, and we saw where things were going. And he just said th- those of us who believed in you are still here and we still believe, right? Those yeah. of us who needed this are still here and we still need you. Um, there are 31, th- over 31,000 people who showed up and said that I was their choice, right? I was their choice that is that is huge and and the other thing that we we've got it we biden's down in his polling across the us we've got more mask mandates the the you know the 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 job rates and employment is a mess right now we're seeing things falter and so this wasn't just a testament to who i am or this race this is a testament of how people feel about the current administration overall right and so it's not uncommon too because Biden won last year. That the next big election, you see an op, you know, the opposite momentum shift out. And so in 2017, I was running on the heels of Trump being elected, where so many of us said, F, like you, fuck that. No, like, that's not <laughs> who we are. And we stood up and we, we pulled out that, that base. That's the same thing that's happening. And we're watching the two parties, the two giant, like Republican Democratic parties go through a, a literal like transformative thing with inside their own parties right now. They're, we're watching the tables turn dynamically and, and mm-hmm. now is not the time to let off the gas pedal. It really isn't. We can make this be the democratic party. We can make mm-hmm. this kind of stance be who Democrats are. And if we continue to demand that these are the people that the democratic party puts forward, Um, or they don't show up, or voters don't turn out, or they then go to the Republican candidate, um, then you know what I mean? Like, we will show that this is the new future. Because I fully, in my heart of hearts, believe this is the way we're going. The people are tired. The people are tired, and and they're trying to take it back.
0: Okay. Listen, Chris Simigala said, speaking as an old white male, the day of the old white male is coming to an end. <laughs> it won't end quickly if it, it, it says it won't end easily and it won't end quietly, but it's, it is up to each of us to make sure we continue down the path of a more representational democracy. You better speak on Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's and yeah, we have to run strong people on the local levels of all offices, what Jasmine's saying. Yeah, that's
2: yeah. that's deep. Every progressive that ran, whether they won or lost, advanced our cause, advanced our ability to do more work, to change more things. Like Lydia and you running for Lydia, were you running for county council? Tyler, you running for county executive? Prove, and winning your primaries proved like in the primaries, we can put progressives out there and win mm-hmm. and like go on to eventually win these seats. Like we have to keep going. You just have mm-hmm. to.
7: Yes. Yeah. So we have to take a nap too. So Lydia, make sure you take a nap. That's why I was telling everybody like, so like, what's next? I'm like, it's not even a week yet. I don't know. Like I need I still am like sleep deprived and and my diet is all out of whack. (laughs) Give me a minute. I need some time in nature and then we'll figure out what next is. But I know next next is still in the forefront. Next is still out here pushing. Next is not going away. I know that. Uh, what that shows up as is I don't know. I don't know. So that's okay. That's, that's okay. Quite all
0: right. Yes, that's quite all right. Mm.
1: Yeah. After after running a campaign where you have to know all the answers to every question you're asked, it's okay to not have an answer and to say, okay. "I don't know." And I'm I am taking a breath. Uh, I think that that's healthy.
0: Hmm. There's mad comments, y'all. Like people are excited about. Tyler, Tyler (laughs) yes oh Tyler your sister says this is so powerful you're so amazing you have brought so much hope to so many people and um and you will continue to um angel said so I'm not cry actively crying hell yes our eerie ty and Dr. Tyler James (laughs) oh man okay and Shada, oh okay your lovely wife Shada said Tyler's campaign was also led by a brilliant campaign manager who is non-binary and gender fluid. I am so proud that Tyler and their team did not acquiesce to the pressure that they were put under to conform. Mm, okay. Our children, our youth are watching. What a beautiful way to show up for them and show them that there is a place for those of
7: us who are marginalized. Wow. And then this is an I know I'm gonna be opening like Pandora's box here with this comment. And this might be something that I, that I know I'm not on your show, but I think you should maybe bring it back (laughs) to like just kind of like deconstruct some of the democratic party here in Erie County right now. But multiple times throughout this race, I was told I had to tone it down. Like I had to be less who I was and not have my campaign manager out in front because their presence was, was causing me harm. And I will tell you, there was a moment, there was a moment I allowed myself to believe that Mm. because like, you know, you just hear it, you hear it, you Mm -hmm. hear it and you're like, okay, bigger picture. Is it worth it? Like, do we risk it? Like at the end of the day, if I don't get elected, I can't make the changes that I want to make. And then I just had this moment where I hired Josh for a reason. Right. And... Josh is one of the most beautiful humans I have literally ever met in my entire life. And they endured so much hatred, so much hatred, and they never let me see it. Wow. And I know, I know that I got more anger spewed at me online and in the emails and on the phone, and they held every piece of it so that I wouldn't. Mm. That is that is the dedication that this person, a complete stranger to our county, gave to us. Speaks, you know, just like that is that is who we need helping make change. That is exactly who we need at the forefront. Yeah. People who, who are authentic and, and unab- un, 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 unashamed of who they are. And stand for values and their morals, and we would not be bought. We would not be paid out for. We would not succumb to any of the things that we were told we had to give up, and if we wanted to win. I was told I had to hire certain people. I was told I had to give jobs to people uh, that you know barter and trade for votes. And I, and I refused to do it. Did it in the end? Did it cost me the election? Maybe. I felt that. Maybe, but. What it, what it never allowed to have happen is we did not perpetuate harmful systems. Not once, not once did we play into it. I love not it. Mm. Wow, thank
0: you for sharing that. That's very That's very transparent and I, yes, yeah, that's super dangerous, like to harm, you know, and to have to internalize that, those emotions, those feelings, because you wanna be a little bit more, because people want you to be more palatable for them. And then, then that's, then I'm not for you, period like that I'm not for you. So you got to go on over somewhere else. Cause I'm not doing that. Like, and I, and I, I appreciate you standing firm and being authentically you and, and really honestly supporting, um, Josh in that, in that way as well. Like that's powerful. You have two questions though. Um, it says two questions, those of us unhappy with the two party games, is there any ever any chance of PA going open uh, going open primary? And then in these days of the vote of vote X, no matter what in the county, should a progressive ca- uh, candidate run as a Republican?
7: Those are two filled questions. So, <laughs> do I foresee the our Commonwealth in any near future in our lifetime pro- probably moving away from a two party system? No. I would love to say that. Now, I also didn't think I was going to see like marriage equality. So I'd love to be proven wrong here. I would. Um, But do I do I genuinely think that that will happen? No, because there's so much capitalism and money tied into this two party system. There is so much that is banking on that literally banking on it, staying in place that I don't think we could unless you can eradicate like the Jeff Bezos of the world probably not, I mean, the two-party system is is, is here to stay for a minute. Um, and then should a county, should a progressive candidate run as a Republican? I think that the Republican Party is under a transformation and they're trying to decide if they're genuinely going to be moderates or if they're going to be extremists. And so right now we see this, this extremist approach is is, uh, is is alive and well um, in Erie County. Um, but again, I want to go back to, not that well, because I only lost by twenty seven hundred votes. so it's alive. it's there, but not that like it's not like you know having parties <laughs> out there on its own because it's 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 barely it was barely holding on. I don't know that a progressive would ever be make it through the primary um however, you know I, I guess I don't know i i don't I don't know um. I think the Democratic Party is where a progressive belongs, um, but that the Democratic Party has to grow. It's time for, it's like, it's time to grow. It uh, is. How, <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: I agree,
2: yeah. Mm. Tyler, I wanted to ask you, I think Lydia or Devana had asked it better than I am about to right now, but were there any questions that you were asked during the campaign cycle that you wish you had more time to like flesh out and respond to? that now that you have the platform here too, to like talk through?
7: When I say health, we will never have a strong economy until we have a healthy community. What I really meant by that. When we are over-policing certain communities and overpopulating our prison, when we are, Taking addicts and, and, and who are those who are struggling with addiction and putting them in the prison system because we don't have a strong mental health system. We're perpetuating you know, these barriers to getting jobs when we uh, don't have childcare settings that are, are um, you know, easily accessible through transportation or, or fees um, and costs. There's not subsidies available for parents. We're continuing to perpetuate um, addiction cycles, child abuse and neglect. Uh, People unable to enter into the workforce. And so we, again, the more we pretend that we don't see inequity, the more we want to say we are not a racist county, the longer we will be in financial despair. The more we do not allow our different intersectional pockets of our community to be successful and participants within this community, we will never reach our fullest potential. We won't. We will continue to be a segregated, redlined county through and through, and 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 that goes also for the rural pockets out in uh, rural poor poverty pockets uh, that we have throughout Erie County. It's not just within the urban core. It is also we have disenfranchised uh, members of of our all of Erie County, and I I think about. You know, uh, just the ability for for transportation being so limited, or the ability to log online. And so, when the world stopped turning in that minute, we had hundreds of thousands of people that couldn't get online, couldn't get to their doctors, couldn't get education, couldn't get training. And and we stopped, and we just like aren't batting an eye at it. And we and we really think we really think that by chasing in these huge businesses. Um, that are going to exploit the workers while they continue to make a profit is the only way out of it. There there is dignity in employment, but that's not where dignity starts. Dignity starts when we respect one another and we elevate one another. It does not start when you start making me money. And, And that is one of the things that I wish we could go on and on and on about. It's not just about employment. It's the kind of employment and the kind of opportunities and the equity throughout that. Sorry, I went on a rampage. But those are the things that I wish I could talk about more in depth.
2: No, it's powerful. No, I love it. And that's what I'm excited personally to get back to. I'm a little burned out from the electoral work. I just want to focus on the issue work and highlighting and digging into these issues and these systems and bringing more people into the conversations. And where space allows for it, having creative conversations about what actions we can actually take that are tangible. And hopefully with the people that we've put into power this past Tuesday, some of those things can be realized.
7: Listen, I've got a three-pillar plan that's still beautiful and ready to be implemented. So whenever we are ready, we can still get to work on it. We put a lot yes. of work in it. Uh,
0: I love that. Well, did we ask the question yet? The very, okay, I was going to say, the very final of what makes Erie yours. But before that, I have comments. There's, there's comments. I think you need, this is good this is filling your cup so uh izzy Laurie says josh was fabulous thanks so much for being for be, uh, bringing them on board thank you to um you all for being strong fabulous leaders and making a difference your work is so important and it counts not only for our children but for all of us um and jasmine definitely just said yeah growing pains for the dem time for growing pains for the dem party heck yeah um Okay, and Freda asked, which council district does Tyler live in? <laughs> I think she's asked, yeah, I don't know if that,
7: yeah. Jim and
0: There you go, okay. All right, I think we're good with that, with there's no more questions. So we can get to the, the most beautiful question of what makes Erie yours?
7: I, every story that I've ever heard you know, sitting in, in the therapy offices, sitting on the porches, sitting on the couches with with single parents who weren't sure how they were gonna make it, with with immigrants who didn't know how to to get the documents that they needed to make sure their kid was enrolled, to to every solution and happy ending, and to every story that didn't end the way we wanted to, is what makes this this mine. It's I'm invested with every fiber of my being. I'm invested in this county and the people, um, because I'm I'm just a, I'm a public servant, and I don't know how to be any other way. I don't want to be any other way, and it, I love I love this county. I love. The possibility I love the people that are here we've harmed a lot of people by by keeping them out and away from tables they did they they not just deserve to be at they should be leading mm-hmm. and and I won't stop until we we fix that I don't know I think what so what makes Erie mine is it's just my belief in it
2: Oh, thank you, Tyler. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for running because we needed that run. We needed to see you run and open doors and inspire us and give us all hope. Um, and like, please come back anytime and talk.
7: Yeah, anytime. Sorry, I get a little like, wow, fired up. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: No, we don't we, apologize. We're no. calm tonight. We're a little tired. You know, we love to get fired up. So please come fire us up. <laughs>
7: right. Thank you guys for letting me come. Yes. Sure. Thank you
5: for joining
2: us. Yeah. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Well, we'll see you, Tyler, in yeah. person or Have via Zoom. And, and take bye. care of yourself.
1: Take a break. Take it. Yes.
2: Nap. Take a break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see ya.
1: Mm. All right. Well. Same we're back baby we're
2: back
1: three. we are
0: back we are back y'all we did it. yeah we did
2: it yeah So folks we hope that you enjoyed hearing from some of the candidates um the cycle hope that hearing from them gave you some perspective about their experiences running and their hopes for the future these are our neighbors y'all they're mm-hmm. amazing at- we're lucky we have right. some amazing ass yeah, um, this is our erie
1: folks right these are our people these are our people just yeah, like that's... those kids in our our schools those are our kids these are our people so yes this, this is mm-hmm. our erie and we are so excited to be back and to have you with us we'll see you next week
2: Bye. you've been listening to the art mm-hmm. erie podcast
0: community voices unpacking erie's baggage and speaking truth to power you can continue the
2: conversation on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Our Eerie Series. Music produced by Light Shadow. We appreciate you for listening to the Our Eerie podcast. Until next time, take care of yourself. Keep fighting the good fight. Peace.